Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Last week, they took out a patent on a new kind of gerbil. <sighs> People think I'm creepy. Rest your butt here. This is Filmsack. Oh, sure. everyone welcome to film sack this is film sack mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind week three no two no three of sacktober <laughs> your memory is scary Ooh. Well, which ones have we done we did evil dead uh that's it uh, the car the car now this that's so it. mario brother oh yeah no that's yeah right. that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> i mean maybe it should count so i'm with you there uh, anyway, it's uh, fun to do this October business, and we're doing it now. My name is Scott Johnson. Joining me today, Brian, everyone knows the only way to kill a flying gremlin is to cover it in cement and have it die as a gargoyle. Done away. Did it twice last week. Oh, hi. Hi. Oh, by all means, American businessmen type, please interrupt my game of Chinese chess I was enjoying with my mogwai in a cage before you rolled your crappy TV into my tiny downtown shop filled with the priceless antiquities of my people. You break it. You bought it. Oh, I mean, welcome to Mr. Wings in New York. How may I help you? Uh-huh. Right. Listen, have any of you seen my grandson, Little Wing? No? Oh, that's right. I fired him six years ago for being a little shit. Speaking of little shits, <laughs> you guys want to see what I have in this cage? No? Still set on showing me your little film? Don't care. <laughs> Whoosh. Look at that. Bet you guys never seen one of these. Clean up on aisle 666. Am I right? <laughs> Seriously, though, I know a guy who performs miracles on stained underwear. Ancient Chinese. Oh, never mind. Yeah, he was a lot cuter last night before I fell asleep in my chair, smoking my pipe. Had a bit of a beard fire. I'm old. It's dry. Set off the sprinklers. By the time I got back, well, you can see it. It was like one of those Play-Doh fun factories. You know, the kind with the dough press. Yeah, I know. It's gross. Oh, well. Could have been worse. It could have been a two-hour movie about a gremlin super spreader event with a lineup of gremlins themes mutations that plows into the absurd right when Hulk Hogan demands cold soda, hot popcorn, and satisfaction. I mean, who would watch that? I did twice. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I have something very important to say about the Hulk Hogan thing in a minute. 
yes, before. And it's the Fuzzy Pupper Barbershop, by the way. Very oh. important. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, too. Yeah, well done. Uh, also with us, Randy, work a camera. He is a camera, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Aloha, Scott, Brian, Brian. And while you Americans may know all about body fluids, you don't know nothing about Canadian restaurants. Ah. Come on down to the Chocolate Moose and we'll have a Dick Van Dyke knockoff in an old-timey RCMP uniform teach you a thing or two about fine Canadian cuisine. Maybe a thing or three, such as number one, Dumping a box of dehydrated potato bits into a pan of water because <laughs> cooking by only adding hot water to packaged ingredients is the Canadian way to uh. craft your dinner. Get it? Craft your dinner? Craft. Yeah. craft dinner. <laughs> you would get that if you knew Canada. Number two, we take the <laughs> finest Kennebec potatoes, slice them up and fry them up, and then we put a cute little tuxedo on every slice. You're going to go wild for our all-dressed chips. Number three, mm. this is... Uh, this is something about poo in a tin. Look, <laughs> we have a relatively new disagreement here in Canada about how to say poutine. Mm. Oh. It's frustrating because we Canadians are usually so unified otherwise. This is our only disagreement, I promise. Poutine or poutine depends mm. on who you ask. Wait a minute. Are there potatoes in everything we eat in Canada? <laughs> that's, all, that's all they eat. That's true. Oh, uh, the exotic cuisine of the Canadians. Yeah. And Molson. That was really <laughs> weird. Also, and finally, Brian, Lex Luthor's dad is kind of a goob in this ibit. Hmm. Oh, so true. Hello, and thank you for coming to my press conference. I'm Daniel, Daniel J. Clamp, real estate developer, businessman, and host of Clamp Network's highest rated reality show, Celebrity Assistant. I want to address the recent news about the supposed gremlin activity at Clamp Tower. You see, a lot of what's been said around the event is false news, mm. and I'm here to set the record straight. First of all, believe me, unlike what the lying news media outside may tell you, I have it on good authority that the source of the infestation came from China. Sorry, mm. Chinatown. I didn't flip my notes mm. over. Chinatown. Mm. But not that we've been uh, infested. We know, or now that we've been infested... I also mistyped that in my notes. We know more about these creatures than even the scientists. Believe me, if we don't do anything, they'll probably disappear in a few weeks. But we can get rid of them now by using sunlight, or maybe we can even get them to drink bleach. And oh. if that doesn't work, you can always grab them by the mogwai. They'll let you get away with it as long as you're from Kingston Falls. <laughs> wow. I, you know what? I have to admit something. The movie was obviously trying to make a Trump reference, and I didn't ever catch it. I didn't catch it. Like Clamp, Trump, Trump and like Ted the... Turner both. It was yeah, kind of combining yeah, the two. Half Ted Turner with the uh, yeah. colorization of Casablanca yeah. now with a happier ending. I think that that part I got, and so I stuck on that. I was like, oh, he found was, the news uh, network. Oh, yeah. And I almost did my intro as uh, with a Trump impersonation. I figured that would be too triggering for, <laughs> for yeah, me. Right, right. And other people. Or the rest of us. Or there, the there's also or like just a general trope structure, right? Like at that time, 1990, we were really steeped in that, uh, that whole idea that mm -hmm. everything was becoming big business. Like Jack Welch was becoming one of the most famous people in the in the country and, yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah. Like it was just, it was suffused in everything we were watching. Yeah. The right? rise of the, uh, who's the, who's the Australian guy owns, uh, Mur uh Murdoch. Murdoch. Yeah. The Murdoch rise, all like all oh, that stuff. We were definitely, the, who's the Virgin guy, uh, Richard Branson, Branson. Branson. Randy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <Richard> <laughs> who's the Virgin. Uh, yeah. Like that was, that's what their, that was their come up time, you know? 
for yeah. all that stuff. Wall Street movie was like two years before this, and yeah, it's just yeah. But that one thing. glorifies it, right? I mean, that one greed is good, and this one greed is bad. Well, and, greed good. Well, yeah. I, I mean, don't know if I'd it, say it glorifies it because it actually it says, well, here's the glorified version, but also it's really sucks and it's bad. Like I just Wall Street I wanna, didn't do Wall Street any favors. I don't think. I want to activate Brian Dunaway here because. My gosh, this movie has the most rules that I've ever seen oh, in a movie. Yes. Oh, there are plenty it's, of rules. Let's go through those actually, because well, we, I don't. We don't have to do it now, but uh, we should because it's the problem I have with like haunted house movies. Problem I have with with certain time travel movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. If it's been very clear on the time travel issues, mm-hmm. Gremlins though <laughs> tends to adhere. The Gremlins, Gremlins though, the Gremlins the, uh, movies one and two. This is our second, or this is the second time. <laughs> We've seen Gremlins 1. Now we're watching Gremlins 2. <laughs> two Gremlins movies. There are two Gremlins movies. We've seen now both for this show, is my point. Um, but anyway, they have rules, and they stick by those rules in a pretty adherent way, which I don't know if that's that surprising, and it's Gremlins, so who cares? But it's also kind of cool that a movie sticks to its rules. Uh, Usually right? in a sequel, they introduce new rules, though, right? Like they say, oh, here's another yeah. new thing we've discovered about the Gremlins. If you... Um, I mean, this I was movie say, you expose them to electricity, but they kind of did if that. You, right. uh, <laughs> if you give them a few minutes, they suddenly know every Broadway song that's ever been made. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They, they did, did, they did yeah. introduce a, 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 a somewhat of a new rule. They they made this rule that everything in the scientist laboratory was basically liquid, whatever, and they could be right. mutated. So I mean that very receptive DNA, those yes, gremlins. Yes, and very receptive DNA. So we kind of had like this yeah. and, weird and thank new goodness, rule. Uh everything in the in the science lab uh has a well designed pictogram uh, <laughs> right. for a label. Was that done by yeah. Billy's uh team? Yeah, or was Billy's that team. Uh, no, I have for, uh, Saruman himself put those labels on there. He was really <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, so the movie's Gremlins 2, the new batch. That's the technical term, although I never called it. By that's the technical name. term. I think it's called a subtitle. Yeah, it's but, uh, yeah I guess yeah. the technical term would be more clarification, <laughs> yeah, good, possibly. Good point. Good point. Uh, right. But the Gremlins are back this time. They've taken control of New York City. That's what movies used to do. It was always New York was yeah. next. Uh, whatever you did, it was small town or if it was somewhere else. Yeah. Next time you're going to New York. That's just the way it worked. And, uh, and the whole technically, th- they never left the building. No, it's all on this high tech mm-hmm. skyscraper. That was it. Well, right. And this movie has one of the biggest cases of sequelitis I've ever seen in a movie. And we talked about this many, many, many times. It has such a great opportunity to be better than the first because it builds on what you already know and kind of ignores the fact that you might not have seen the first movie. It just doesn't care. It gets right. going and runs on and doesn't waste any time trying to explain the backstory to you. That's the, to its advantage. Right. And the, and I, you know, I know a little bit about this movie. I'm a big Joe Dante fan, and this is something that he resisted doing because he felt like the first one wrapped up everything very nicely, and it was done. And the studio's like, "But money," and he's like, "Nah, I'm not interested." <laughs> and so he was working on the Burbs, and then about that time, they kept coming back, and they said, "Look, Dante, we've tried it without you. Here's a buttload of, mo- of money, movie money. Here, mm-hmm. please make the movie." And he's like, "Well, I tell you what, I will do." I'll do it if you let me do whatever the F I want. And they said, okay, do it. And so you get some very Joe Dante things in this film. Oh yeah. Uh, And so it's, it's, it's a, it's a lot of commentaries about the first movie and horror tropes. And so he has a lot of fun with this thing because I'm with you. I'm with like Randy. I'm like, and you guys, it's like, Oh, you got to introduce something new. So I was like, 
instantly I'm like, well, why does everything that pops out of Gizmo have to be evil? I mean, in true 80s or 90s fashion, why didn't we have one of them come out that was good? Is it always evil that comes out of the Mogwai? Right. There's got to be one of the few kids, not really kids oriented, but the sequels with cute characters that doesn't introduce in the second film a female version of the protagonist. Right. uh, For it to fall in love with. We don't get a female a you know, female is this a sequel you would expect, right? It would be like either a female or a, a smaller version or a right, you know, right. something, something carry Well, the, the baby comes in the third installment. Yeah, third yeah. Installment so has the baby. I'm, <laughs> but I'm saying that I'm glad that Joe Dante didn't do that because that's probably what we yeah. would have gotten if Dante hadn't mm-hmm. said. Yeah. Let me do whatever. Yeah, the story, that's probably the what story, the studios had. Yeah. I, I agree. Right. And a couple times, Ibit has said to me. Oh, I think Gremlins 2 is the movie to see. That's the one I like. That's oh, the one that's better. It is. And I've forgotten. It is it is rad. Like it is yeah. off the charts what the first <laughs> one was, but then taken to every possible level. I have some issues with it. Most of them are actor issues. The actual like yeah. effects, the puppetry, the mm-hmm. freak out, oh. the gross out, the all that is great. On point, freaking well done. The parody. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. But there's it's, these it's two. Rare- oh, go ahead. I was going to say, it's a rare sequel that parodies the original like it does. Yeah. But right. it flat out makes fun of the whole Phoebe Cates sad story from the first one I about love her, dad, that. her yeah. dad as Santa Claus dying in the chimney. And it, it says, yeah, All to, right. to Lincoln. I actually. Pivotal moment in Gremlins uh, yeah. <laughs> 1. Yeah, we're going to totally poop on that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I feel ahead, like Reed. it's a partial parody, right? Because there's parts yeah. of it that are super straightforward and sort of like. Uh, a love letter to the first movie. And so like, I want to, I want to get right to Scott's concern with the actors. Cause I wonder if he agrees with me mm. that it feels like the different actors were grouped up into different areas of the movie. And maybe they didn't know the big picture because it's, there's a discord there when you, when you jump around from different scenes, like mm-hmm. they're, it feels kind of like they're in different movies. These yeah, people for yeah. me, Phoebe Cates, Zach Galligan, they're fine because they're just what they were before. There's no, you know, they're kind of what you expect. But there are some problems here. For example, I don't think Robert Picardo's Forrester character ever plan or pans out to be anything. It's just right. At first, we just think, oh, he's like an evil henchman to the more evil guy who runs the corporation, who turns out to be kind of just a kid. He's not really even evil. He's just kind of a dingus. Mm-hmm. And he's so- a control freak. Uh, the character is written to me. He is the second command. He's a control freak. And the gremlins are chaos. So instant conflict. It just felt well, like he was barely, it just didn't feel like he was there that much. Even I, though he I think was. maybe if I tell you one thing, it may shift your idea of what this is. First Gremlins was a movie about humans that incorporated Muppets to uh, address the special effects. This is a Muppet movie. This is a <laughs> puppet movie. Yeah. With human actors in it, that okay. incorporates really bad animation when it needs to. Yeah, and yeah, when it I needed wish to, it, didn't it did. Feel bad. You're talking about the superimposed walking around gremlins. Yeah, yeah. We we only ever see half of the gremlins in most shots, but when we see the whole gremlin, it's a bad animation. Yeah, when it's flying, like the flying one, little, one was pretty bad. It was just stop yeah, motion, the, the walking around dancing. Uh, How many years like away are we away from Jurassic Park here? Because this that's our Two, no, years. Sir, two, two years, two or three, two years, two thousand nineteen ninety three. So they're probably already working on it, mm-hmm. right? Um, here, here's so the other people that really drove me up a tree, 
and, and Robert Picard is fine. He's fine. He's got a lot of hair. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> um, but Haviland Morris, who plays Marla Bloodstone, she's got this oh, now really, really bad character. accent. She's yeah. a terrible accent. It drove yeah. me up a freaking tree, and I couldn't stand listening to her. She hated her. But, but that was that was the prototypical impression that you would see on Saturday Night Live. For this character type, yes, I mean, of the it, obnoxious uh, yeah. woman who does whatever she has to do to get ahead, but um, that's fine. But that accent they gave her, f that business. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, that was terrible. It was mostly the accent. I don't mind the whole like trying to get up the corporate ladder and doing skeezy stuff to do it. That's fine, whatever. But her voice just ate me alive. And the other one that and that was me, the was, point, right? I mean, and we did, well, and was we liked it the point? Though in, uh, we did like her in uh, uh, Sixteen Candles sure. as the the girlfriend we? of the. <laughs> well, she was. Oh, I always I always love Haviland Morris, and I think Haviland is a uh, proper first name, and more people should name their babies Haviland. Haviland. <laughs> um, I I just I like I think short. she's a she's a good she's a good example though of the thing in this movie where if uh, one of the rules is you have to be real evil to get a true comeuppance. Mm, like, right. Uh, if you're, if you're just sort of a little bit evil and you can be redeemed, this movie is going to redeem you. And she's one of them. Uh, they all are like, even Forrester. Like he's not that bad. And in the end, right. you know, like he's just a wasted character. Cause he ends up trapped in a bathroom. Like, okay. Like, uh, like it's just not <laughs> with a it, promise of a half day off. I mean, yeah, it's not good. With a promise of a half day off and sex with a gremlin. Okay, all right, right. sure, sure, sure. Like that's what you want. <laughs> but it, it's just uh, the movie. The movie has that rule. Like it's not going to be a full on horror movie and kill people for their morals or their lack thereof. Right. And I like for uh, except for Christopher Lee, Doctor Catheter. Oh yeah, <laughs> who uh, who got zapped to death. Oh yeah, yeah, that was right. a gnarly death. It was, yeah. yeah. You like, saw a like skull a, and everything. Like force, force lightning looking kind of yeah. death. Yeah, you saw. <laughs> I wonder if Christopher Lee demanded that. I wonder, and like, it's like, no, I'll be in your stupid movie, but I have to die <laughs> a horrific to, death. He didn't, he didn't know how bad it was going to be like for, uh, in, in his career. Like <laughs> it, it, maybe, maybe we think it's a good movie, but Christopher Lee realized halfway through the filming that it doesn't belong in his, in his <laughs> list and yeah, decided well, and said, demanded that they kill him. He right. was in the yeah, howling okay. too. So I don't know if he has a lot of room to talk, but uh, whatever. Oh, All right. Can we, can we for one second jump back to Haviland Morris? Because I just discovered something about it that, that, uh, will all seem to make sense. All right. Uh, fifth element. What was one of the worst things that I remember us talking about in the fifth element was the voice of Corbin oh. Dallas's mother on the uh, phone. That's her? Evelyn Morris. Really? Uh, she did the same accent. The so same many accent. things have been explained. please. I want to get out of here. Oh, that's horrific. Okay, that explains Corbin, a lot. You never dude. call your mother. Yeah, <laughs> but I just want to—I want to declare her accent isn't the worst in the movie. It's Tony Randall, whatever he's doing, <laughs> and that's like that's one of those points where if you accept this, you're gonna like the movie. Like okay. if you just let it go, okay, that's terrible. I like it though. Then mm-hmm. you're gonna like the whole movie. He's the one he's that does the doing he's the hoity-toity smart one, right? That was his thing. Yeah. He, okay. Yeah. For the record. I didn't know that was him. I was trying to figure out who he played. I thought he was just one of the noise-making ones. So that's good to know. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> he put like Australian stuff in it. <laughs> yes, yeah. he, can't, he can't keep it to just being like a, a socialite, but then it goes into British socialite, and then sometimes it veers into Australian socialite. I want to talk about what's happening here. Yeah. You know, it's, it had potential, but that thing got weird. 
I don't know. It, it really did. did the yeah. brain gremlin, which I, I, I don't know. Did that was a, I don't know. What, how do you guys feel about the brain gremlin? I thought I it was feel an, like you need it for it a sequel the, like this, where there's that many other gremlins and you almost right. need a, a narrator from that side. You need a Hitler. Side. You need a Hitler it was for the your, biggest, for it gremlins. was the biggest risk and the biggest change to the gremlins in my sure. opinion, because when you when you intellectualize a gremlin, then you uh, then then when he dies, it's like it's a different impact than when they're yeah. just killing these random uh, chaos creators because uh-huh. he's not a chaos creator. Yeah, so that adds is, something but he's to not. Him. You're right. For for me, of course, the biggest risk in the movie is breaking the fourth wall. Uh, yeah, it's because I'm watching it as an adult. If I had seen this in 1990, I would have been thrilled with that. Like, so amazed and happy. I'm glad you brought this up because I need to preface it with something. Um, I found out overnight, I didn't know this, but the VHS version, all the home versions do yeah. not have that scene. The theater did have that scene. And Netflix, for some reason, has the theater scene. So that yeah. was never seen by anybody unless they were in a movie theater which I don't know if that, right. that'll color your opinion, Randy, about what you're about to say about that part. But and by the and for the record, I'm completely with you that that fourth wall breaking just seemed I don't know it didn't. Work I've for seen me. the VHS version, by the oh, way. Okay, yeah, I've seen both actually. I did yeah, see it originally yeah. in the theaters, and I saw the VHS yeah, version. Yeah. And I'm kind of bummed they didn't do a new version for streaming. <laughs> like it goes right, back right. to oh, the, uh, that'd be, that'd the be Netflix smart. screen or something, and have all the gremlins oh. Uh, uh, oh, in all the in all the little windows of the different. Would it shows still be Hulk Hogan? No, it needs to be someone who isn't a garbage human. And I'm trying to figure out who that is. (laughs) I disagree. (laughs) Well, I mean, if you're going to do it, look, if you're going to redo it, didn't he finally get, didn't didn't we finally forgive Hulk Hogan? Didn't he do something to redeem Oh, let's not get into this again. We got emails up my butt for weeks about Hulk Hogan. I don't want those emails. Right, I know Randy's never going to forgive him, but I was thinking that we as a society forgave him, but I couldn't remember. No, we have not. But here's the point with Hulk Hogan. I, but I would still side with Dunaway and say if you're going to redo that scene and make it Netflixy or whatever streaming servicey, you put you get Hulk Hogan again. Yeah, you, you'd have to because what you just get some other wrestler. It's just like all right, well, there's your stand-in wrestler, be, like a like a, mo- a modern garbage like Tiger King. You get Joe Exotic, <laughs> a modern garbage <laughs> you <human. laughs> yeah. get him out of prison first or whatever. But yeah, no, yeah. like that whole thing had its moment like for a second i was laughing because i'm like oh they're making finger puppets and they're totally like these gremlins the gremlin representation in this movie and the previous are really good it's why the movies work if the gremlins weren't such Mm -hmm. agents of chaos if the laughter they make wasn't so infectious almost infectious almost but not quite like it's infectious and discordant at the same time that none of these work at all without that. And and these in this movie, they were great. Everybody grumbling yeah. and gremlin and doing all the grimble grimble grab that they do <laughs> was fan freaking tastic. And that was great right up until the time that the guy walked up to Hulk Hogan and said, Hey, could you stand up and say something? To, and then I went, Okay, yeah. enough of this. Freaking back enough to the movie. Enough of this. Please. Give me back to the movie already. Yeah. Now in the trivia, you may have read this or not. In the trivia, there was actually concern from the studio that people this is nineteen ninety. The studio. This is how un- in touch. This is how out of touch the studio is. They they were afraid that if they did this break film thing, that people would leave, thinking the film is really broken. 
And like, this is 1990. They really feel like people are idiots. Like, oh, must <laughs> yeah. be over. Okay, time for us to go. Yeah. Oh, there's Hulk Hogan. It must be done. Let's get out of here. What was that, like 30 minutes? Let's yeah. go. I mean, <laughs> right? come on. Yeah, that was, so they really point, worried they've about They've already that. seen uh, a movie reviewer dude. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Leonard Maltin. Maltin. Yeah. Breaking yeah. the fourth wall. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and talking about the first movie. So, uh that was pretty good because he's he's self owning pretty hard there because he was so yeah. critical of that yeah. first because he was hard on this movie yeah well, not uh, this like one, the first the one he was really hard one. on the movie yeah but of course he was you know really hard on there's it. a Mike... six years difference between the first one and the second one mm-hmm. yeah that's a lot that's a big that's a big time period that's, a lot. that's one of the reasons what prompted me to do my intro was I was like hey where's his grandson at and I'm like oh it's six years later. He's probably moved on. Mm-hmm. I forgot that he had a grandson in the first movie, but that is who gives. That meets him outside and yeah, gives him yeah. the the mogwai for mm-hmm. the money. And right. I do like I do like Little Wing. By the way, that's a great uh, <laughs> Little Wing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, reference there. Yeah, that was pretty. And uh, his his name wasn't uh in in Mister Wing was not his name from the first one because he was just listed as uh, Grandpa or Grandfather. Oh, I didn't and, know that. Yeah, okay, yeah, I, I didn't know it. it either until I was reading. I was like, I don't remember his name being Mister Wing. I thought that was kind of weird, and I'm like, oh, okay. I had a I had a like science problem with this movie that I never had with the first one. <laughs> okay. And I don't know why this movie activates this for me so hard. Mm. But you know how you're not supposed to get gremlins wet, right? Yeah. Because yeah, that, yeah. that causes them to Multiply. burst burst out little pustules of fur. <laughs> New gremlins. Like, uh, that was that was pretty cool, <laughs> actually. I'm not complaining about that part. It's just weird. <laughs> yeah. But you know, you're never supposed to get them wet. Like water makes them well, they have sex with water. They have sex with water, <laughs> right? The right. Water in in semen ingriminates them. Oh, and they, okay, nice. So you know that there's so many spots in this movie where a gremlin gets wet, and yeah, it does, yeah. and then nothing happens. What's mm-hmm. up with that? Yeah, what, there's what, a lot like, of splash chemicals on them, like you know, probably water-based chemicals and things like that. You're talking right, about when we, right, when we yeah. see one go through the shredder. We find out, oh, that gremlin's filled with some kind of watery substance. What's what's the deal with yeah. fluids? It's not and from the movie. inside. Yeah. See, it's only from the outside they get affected, not the inside. I mean, that's what they, I, that's all I can take away from it. Right. And of course, they made uh, Dante. Of course, they they made fun of themselves in that in the whole scene where they're just kind of railing on the idea of, well, what is what 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 time is midnight? What if they're you know what if they cross a time zone? And they, mm-hmm. they kind of made fun of themselves about that. And mm-hmm. it, this is one of the. This is one of those movies that I, I can't th- hardly think of another movie that sets up rules that are so easily failed. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really have a hard time thinking <laughs> you of mean another movie. Rules that are quickly, so quickly broken in the movie itself. Yeah, or just or, kind of yes. ignored. No, it's not. It, it's yeah. not a failure. It's just that the the movie doesn't doesn't need to abide by its own rules. Right. And it doesn't. I mean, care. anytime it, you deal with like you know, it's kind of like the same problem I had with signs. You know, we've seen that movie. Have you seen that movie? Yeah. We did watch we it on here. No, not for we here. Saw it this. No, no, did we see Signs on here? No, nope. we have not watched Signs for Film Sign. Uh, right. It's so I funny. We, I because, think we've seen every movie on Film Sign. It's it's so funny because I remember watching Signs and Gremlins the first time, and when you go in and you have no forewarning that they're going to set up a stupid rule about water, you kind of accept it while you're at the theater. But as soon as you walk out the door, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I've just been flim flam. Yeah. What just happened? It is a little bit weird that way. And so like this movie, you know, like I know the rule going in because of the first movie. And then the first time that a gremlin just starts chowing down on a watery piece of food. I'm like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Like any kind of fruit. 
or whatever. There's water. Yeah. See, that's the part they're counting on the audience, not thinking about how water's in everything, including yourself. And they just what is what is up with the vegetable gremlin? Okay, so I don't know if you guys ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I love. I don't know him. if you guys ever seen the uh, the the skit. Uh, Key and Pill did a skit where they actually it's really good. It's uh, it talks about all the gremlin di- types in this movie. Yeah. Oh really? And, no, uh, I haven't yeah, seen that one. It's it's entertaining. You should check it out. But there's a Key and Pill skit on that, and they talk about you know there's a there's a. You, we got to We no bad ideas. Essentially, is what it's what it's about. It's no bad idea. Oh, we're, you think we're gonna not gonna do that? Oh, we're totally gonna do that. We're gonna do. <laughs> we're gonna do a goofy gremlin. Believe it. We're gonna do a gargoyle. You believe it. Yeah. We're gonna do it. Yeah. And they did. They did. And I like the, that. There's gusto in this movie. They're not afraid to hold the vegetable. Back. Uh, the vegetable gremlin, I think, just serves one purpose, and he's the very first gremlin that you see drink formula at the science lab and and, right. and it affects them so it's really just kind of like a, a setup a setup right of like right. all right here we're setting this a baseline here they drink the formula they they get they become the thing that they, they become the thing lightning in a bottle yeah okay well it's great though is he provided a good fun little joke later when he was in the buffet and someone needed an <laughs> olive for his drink yeah, he did. so they pulled it off his head <laughs> right. the salad bar and, popping out of the salad yeah. bar yeah. and again if you just see this movie as a celebration of the of the ideas that that takes place in a series of vignettes mm-hmm. it's right. a wonderful movie yeah. like you can you can feel the spielbergian influences all throughout you know yeah it's fun does the movie work outside of a group that that knows all of the, the references like the the phantom of the opera reference the batman reference the you know all these little nods to yeah i think pop, older I, pop culture right i think that's like it's like a bugs bunny thing yeah i think it's extra i mean you either either know it or you don't if you don't know it it's still funny because you've got little puppets running around doing stupid stuff and you know making silly faces but mm-hmm. there's a there's a deeper level there that, that's a bit of a fan service to anybody who's a you know a big movie buff of a certain age yeah yeah what's uh interesting is the you you mentioned bugs bunny so at the beginning they had the 50 year anniversary of, of warner brothers cartoons and they did a little thing with daffy duck and and bugs at the beginning right so that went on for a right while. that was actually directed by and done by uh chuck jones chuck jones thank you chuck jones, chuck jones. Yeah. so that's pretty cool um but Later in the movie, I thought, well, we're done with these. Turns out in the trivia, it says tons of gremlin hiccuping and sounds and stuff were all Mel Blanc hiccups yeah. and stuff from Looney Tunes shorts. So, like, they used this library mm. from the Warner Brothers people to make all those, like, and I have some of them in clips later, so you'll hear them, but you can totally hear, like, like freaking Daffy Duck dancing around or whatever. So, that's one thing. But then, I don't know if you guys stuck around for all of the credits. I did just because I was sitting there. I did. Yep. And um, Daffy Duck pokes his head in halfway through him and goes, long, aren't they? And then disappears. <laughs> long, aren't they? Yeah. So it's just a weird. I don't remember any of that in the theater, by the way. I don't remember those guys having this crossover where. I don't, I I don't know if we stuck around in the theater uh, because this there was, it's a very early. I mean, it's 10 years into when I remember there being. Um, Post credit. End of movie stuff. stingers and stuff. Right. Yeah. And right. so. Yeah. It wasn't like we're trained like we are now. Like if you think it's any kind of movie that could do something goofy at the end, you stick around. Let me tell you something. Back in the before times when we could all go to the movie theater, nothing irritated the local theater folk who cleaned up the theater. Then if there is no post credits and you're still sitting around. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Cause they're just, they basically sit in the hall broom yeah. in hand. Yeah. Right. Like they are not, they are not, they don't have the broom just resting against the side there. They're yeah. holding the broom and standing next to the trash can. Like 
Like, yeah, and and dudes no always come in. You're a, you're a giant force field that is preventing yeah. us from entering and doing our job. And it's a, it's according to how much patience they have. Some of them will, will wait, and then other ones come in and go. There's no post credits. Get out of here. Yeah, Pretty much. Totally totally I've never, never had that happen. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I've actually come in. I've walked. They'll come in. They won't look right at you. They'll say, "There's no post credits." Yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that happened to me with uh, Batman versus Superman. Or, or oh, really? Yeah, because okay. there was no end thing, or at least there wasn't when it launched. I think later they tacked on some X Men. Basically, right. it was just an X Men oh. trailer or teaser or whatever. Right? Yeah, it was like a clip. Well, yeah, yeah. But I the, got I got news for you. Go. Yeah. I'm I'm the guy. No matter what is in the post credits, stays through the complete credits because Same. I'm like all these people worked so hard. <laughs> they wanted their name seen, and I will sit there and and just pick as many names I can and and many jobs I can and go. Oh, that's a weird job. What does that You're job right. do? Let's look at that goofy name. Yeah, what, what is that? that? Look at that weird yeah. name. <laughs> so I was actually thinking about this while watching this movie, and I started just like writing out like when 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 did I really really get into movies? Like I like when did I when did I go full bore? And it was 1999. Actually, yeah. like I, I was thinking back to how what happened, I, Randy. Tell us what happened to you. I got a job in Austin, Texas, and I, and I was My able to afford an, up as a, I was as able a... to afford an apartment, <laughs> and it, the apartment was across the street from two different movie theaters, and right, and so I was suddenly going to the movies all the time, like three mm-hmm. times a week, and at that time I was, you know, like going and seeing a hundred new movies a year. I wasn't staying for the credits. That's it. That was just like a mm. bridge too far. Mm, and, right. and so then, you know, time goes by, I go to a lot of film festivals. Uh, you know what I mean? And then I leave Austin and now I have to, now I get to pick and choose all the time. Right. I definitely do not just go see movies that I, you know, because it, it's a new movie. And now I'm like craving those credits. I lo- I love, mm-hmm. so, you know, like the someone took the time to make this extra scene, even if it's boring, whatever. It's got music. It sometimes has, you know, uh, the Avengers eating shawarma, and I'm here for it every time. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. here for you. Yeah, I, I mean, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel I, like. Oh, go ahead. I'm, I'm a child of divorce. I got into movies yeah, that, uh, that as, at a young age because that was a very yeah. easy thing for uh, my dad to take to do with me on the weekends when he when we had. Oh, your dad! <laughs> your dad was that kind of dad. My yeah. dad was the kind of dad. I love my dad. Let me say that first. <laughs> yeah, let's get that out there. <laughs> but yeah. my dad had a lot of stuff going on, yeah. and divorced family as well. Dad would drop me off the small town theater, and I would stay there all day by myself watching. Superman, Star Wars, just anytime there was a movie that was slightly interested me, just all day. Did he, he just left theater. you with a, a, a wallet full of cash? Here you go, here's you some money. Uh-huh. Have fun. I mean, then later on, my mom used to drop me off at the mall and leave me there. So I was latchkey kid, movie drop-off kid, yeah. mall kid. So it's always been independent Brian. I, yeah. I, I still like going wow. out to eat by myself sometimes. And I also yeah. like going to the to the theater by myself and just I like that stuff too. Four I, had, times. I had six siblings and still there were times where I just would end up on my own. And I just liked, I liked yeah. that. I still like it, you know? Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I like going to see stuff with people. That's yeah, a lot sure, of fun, sure. yeah. but I get you. I'm also okay with being sitting. Like I said, I think, I think, and maybe this is a part of the problem that you guys give me crap, uh, for, uh, for liking, um, Oh my God! What's the name of the movie? Can you recall now? I can. I, I can see it. Minority. Uh, no, I hate that movie. <laughs> I hate that movie. No. Uh, oh my gosh! I'm blanking. You hate the movie you're talking about? No, I love no, the he movie. Hates Minority Report. Oh, I hate um, Minority Report. Okay. 
Uh, you it's, love uh, you love a lot of movies that some people uh, would question. Sport of the Future. Uh, I can sport. see the movie in my in my <laughs> eyes, and all I can say is Suicide Squad, and that totally ain't it because I don't even like. No, I'm just kidding. Like, okay. <laughs> I don't know what movie this is. Why don't you just tell God. me what movie you're looking for? <laughs> right, just just tell me what the movie. Come back to me. Come back all to right. me. We'll come back to you on I, that. I actually want to. I want to stop here and see if we can have a, a game in the works because I love. Oh, sure. This. Like, yeah, can you give us any? hits no no no. hold on hold on what the question for the other three people here is what movie am i thinking of that i love right right that i can't (laughs) recall like like i want to ask like the the, what movie do you think i love like like just right now what like what's you love when you think randy oh randy someone john wayne what movie you you like the gremlins 2 version of this on vhs because they have john wayne impersonations uh randy loves uh toy story 2 I would not. That would not have come to mind. But no. Randy but, loves. Fact, I, hold on. Uh, Rand- I'm. I'm sad to say I didn't. I didn't see the Toy Story movies at the time. Oh. I, I had to catch up. Catch up with them later when Toy Story three came out. Um. Randy loves. Oh my gosh! I don't know. That's interesting though, because yeah. we talk about movies so much, and we talk about what we like. Like. Yeah. But like yeah. I. I would like to say that Scott likes. Uh, the Utah movie about the kids dancing. Shit, man! I'm, why is everybody is everybody's brain going dead right now? With that? I, well, I think it's very clearly one movie that Scott loves. But wait, I mean, yeah, we all know what that is. But but I, you know, that's too obvious, right? So I'm trying right. to think of something. What's that, the one where the kids Utah in Utah the kids dance? dance? What is that? Newsies? No, loose. <laughs> Footloose? Footloose. Is that the Thank one? You. Oh, I do like Footloose, but I don't know if I love oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All you have to say is bacon. And I would have been there with you. you were, just say bacon. <laughs> You're like, Tremors. Uh, freaking Tremors. By uh, the yeah. way, Sucker Punch was the movie oh, I was trying to think of. God, oh, God, it kept saying Suicide Squad, okay, and you knew that right. wasn't right. Because that's right. one we give you a hard time for. I give you a hard time yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. Because it's and, so bad. Yeah. Here, Here is how my experience with like Sucker that. Punch. <laughs> we'll come back to Randy's, too. But this is my experience with Sucker Punch and the point behind what I was saying, going to see movies by myself. I went to the IMAX theater by myself during a weekday saw sucker punch nobody else in the theater just me and imax Surprise. experience hmm. and i enjoy well, it are you know what i will say that that um visually yes it's a very beautiful movie visually and and seeing it in imax probably would give me a different appreciation for it than seeing it on you know at home on a little tv so i'll give you i'll give you that that the movie is probably better than it should right. be for seeing it in. in and whenever movie. I watch it, I always watch it on my projection screen TV. Hundred inches. Often do you watch it? Well, I've probably watched it at least five, maybe six times. Okay. It's it's um, a Zack Snyder it's not, thing. It's not, I'm not like obsessed with it, but I enjoy it. I have the same kind of enjoyment of something like say 300, another Zack Snyder film. He right. makes things that look better than they're actually made of substance. Like the substance of them isn't really that great, but the Look of them is amazing. Um, the but, best movie he made, I think, is that remake of Dawn of the Dead. Like I loved yeah. that because it actually had a story that that he didn't have to worry about. He just had to direct a movie around it, and everything he where he's sort of in charge of story or chiefly in charge of it. That's where he kind yeah. of sucks it up for me. But I don't <laughs> mind that you like Sucker Punch. I thought it was terrible, <laughs> but the fact that you like it is fine. Someone needs to. Mm-hmm. All right. It can't mm-hmm. just be Zach like, like that movie. Yeah. yeah. Someone <laughs> now, somewhere. Now Randy likes something about uh Footloose for some reason. 
Is it? <laughs> uh, no, he was just guessing. I have the hardest time guessing oh. a Randy movie. Like even Brian, in Brian's case, like the easy thing to be yeah. would be to joke that it's like Spice World or something. But no, yeah. I think I think Randy is more of a serious take. I think I think a serious kind of mobster kind of movie would be like higher up in in Randy's. Interesting. Tell us, Randy. Yeah, like something with, with really good music and just you know really good. Serious acting. Yeah, what are you like? Goodfellas, like, Godfather. Where, where you? Yeah, kind of, kind of that area. That I mean, yeah. usually when when the Irishman. If you say to me like, "What are your favorite? Like your top five movies of all time?" I'm talking about The Dark Knight. I'm talking about The Two Towers. Hmm. Uh, Michael Mann's Heat. Um, Ooh, the, heat. like I have to I have to try to include a movie that I would just watch anytime, all the time. Like you know, like uh-huh. Scott is with Mad Max. So like mm-hmm. I would be like. Uh, a movie like gladiator or dances with wolves or something that are where I just, I will put that on anytime, every time. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't think that there's like, uh, like anything really weird there. I, I, my family and, and close friends make fun of me for liking the movie major league so much. Mm. Oh, that's right. right. All right. Yeah. I knew that. Right. Yeah. We all knew. But See, this is I the problem. We've is given we you all... crap for liking that movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I know much. I know how much Brian Ibbett likes, you know, Shawshank Redemption. So do I. So yep. does everybody. But the Shining, the Shining, like sure. The Shining? Like that's I think great. The Shining's okay. I mean, if you were asking yeah. me my top five movies, I, I would have said uh, Adam Adam's Family uh, Family Values would have been <laughs> my top. The but... Beverly Hillbillies uh, movie. Yeah, right. Num- number one film Brian Ibbett was almost in. It's got to be The Shining. Gotta right. It's got to be yeah, that. That actually is accurate. There you go. Yeah. No, I mean, it'd be Shawshank. Empire Strikes Back, Fight Club. Um, Are you looking at the IMDb men- top 250 right now? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Why are those? Is that just, is, it just felt like you were, you know, you were, I you actually know, think no, it's the, the Wikipedia page for, <laughs> if it's the hardest to do here, two. cause you like lots of right. stuff and you're the one that sees every Oscar nomination every year. And like, you're yeah, super and, hardcore. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying to think like what, you know, even Oscar films. I mean, I love, uh, 1917, but I, I, I wouldn't have put it in my, uh, my top five. Um, I mean, let's say, let's say, let's stick to those as kind of like the top three or four, however many I, I just gave you, but, uh, that's the cream of your crop. That's the cream of my crop. That's yeah. the cream of my crappies. Cream of my crop. Not everybody, everybody has. has not, never, Fifth Element is one of those movies that's not very good, but I would always put it. If it, if I, if I you see shut it, your on, mouth, it is good. <laughs> He's yeah, very good. It's, if it's, like, if I see it's on, yeah. no matter where in the film it is, I pick yeah. it. I'll I'll sit there and watch it because there's it's it's just solid from beginning to end. You pick it up and watch it, right? I mean, you're not going to like walk into a a slow moment and be like, oh well, I'm not going right, to. Right. That's that's how I feel about Gladiator. I'm not yeah. calling it the best movie of all time. I'm just calling it this thing that I can't turn away from yeah. if it's available. I do yeah. love right. Gladiator. For similar wow, reason. I am like I I like the worst movies of all time. So, <laughs> oh, we, I mean, I, I like like I could watch Suck, Sucker Punch anytime. Uh, you wouldn't put that then, in your top five though, right? I, well, the, I don't have top a top five movies. Five. You could, I mean, that's probably a top five movie that if okay, you see it's on, movie, you'll watch it. There but, you go. Top. How about this? How about this is what I consider to be my favorite movies. Generally, it's on a Saturday. It's in the afternoon. Everybody else is busy. Talk about the movie. I, and I get. To, and Why don't I you just to, tell me the movie that you? No, 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 no. I'm I'm, I'm setting you up for I how I have to like to watch movies. Yes. This is me Saturday afternoon. I have a, a projector and a Blu-ray collection. I'm going to be watching either Sucker Punch, Prometheus, or maybe one of the at least one of the Aliens movies. Okay. 
those are the kind of things I can just turn on anytime. So top five is Saturday afternoon. I'm by myself. I can pick what I want to watch. Interesting. I'm watching one. So of this is more for you. It's an experience, not necessarily the title itself. It's it's how you're doing. Right. It's how you're what what you consume is less important than how you're doing it. And that's interesting. Right. I like that. I like that. Uh, I mean, there's certain ways I'd rather watch a thing. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not always the same as everybody else, but uh, because generally when I go see a movie and I will say that was a great movie, but a lots of times it was a compromise. It's like, I'll go see him like Titanic. It, if you said, Brian, you're going to watch Titanic by, this afternoon by yourself. No. If someone said, was Titanic a good movie? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I, I loved it. It was yeah. a great movie. There is a, there is a very good differentiation there. Like some of the, some of the best made movies and the best, the best uh, technically impressive movies and acting and stuff like that are good movies, but maybe not necessarily the thing that, you know, you're stuck at home with COVID and you can't do anything. Right. You got locked in your own room with your laptop. It's not the first right. thing I put on to, to stream. Right. So, like, so like, I really like the movie Armageddon and yeah, I like, I like too. all of the different parts of it. Right. Like I like mm-hmm. the music, the, I, I like both the score and the soundtrack, right. That sort of thing. But it's like, I'm not going to try to defend it. Uh, talking to somebody who doesn't right. like it. Like, no, right. no, no, no. Yeah. no, but if that's another one, that if it's on whatever I'm doing, I'm going to stop and probably watch Same. the whole. I'll do that with Armageddon. That, I'll do Waterworld. Give yeah. me Waterworld uh, any day. You could tell me right now the Mariner, the the Mariner is about to pee on a plant to get water out of it, and I'm in. <laughs> Let's watch. Well, then you'd be lucky because that happens in the first five minutes of the film. So then you, uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. you know, you get to watch most of it. I get the whole you know, thing. Most of my voodoo collection uh, that I've had for years, and I've only watched it uh, once. Uh, let me two. let me guess. Hold on. Oh, Gremlins two, really? <laughs> Gremlins I, love, two. You, I love how you always rope us back in. Yeah. What were we talking about? Nice again? work. By the way, you've seen the opening to this movie before. You just didn't know it. That aerial shot when they're coming toward New York. Stock yeah. footage from Superman Four: The Quest for Peace. Really? <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's and you look down at the uh, the motorboats and they are flying through uh the flying down the hudson river and, and oh yeah it's, <laughs> it's like okay this is film. Those, that was so weird yeah, yeah it was really weird yeah. but they stripped that right from that terrible superman movie which i know yeah. doesn't narrow it down very much but the quest for peace well, is truly uh, their their thought was probably eh who's seen this <laughs> right i right. did like the way that warner brothers kind of considered itself at, at the at the at the dawn or maybe it, in the middle of a monster movie resurgence that they were kind of creating the new universal films mm. of horror. You know, they were like, cause they, they kind of, it kind of like alluded to wanting to do that in the first gremlins that they wanted to start this whole monster thing and kind of, you know, start it all over again, kind of well, do something it, big. Yeah. They were successful. The reason we watched these first two movies for film sack is because they were successful. Mm-hmm. They right. firmly planted the idea of gremlins into popular consciousness. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, did a good, they did. They did their job and it worked and people still bring it up and think of them and talk about gremlins. Yeah. Even today, there were, so, there were so many knockoffs too. ghoulies. I mean, there was uh, like all these, <laughs> all these things at the time that were like set up to be, um, uh, Wait, little monster, what franchise had more uh, sequels, Gremlins or Ghoulies? I'll give you a hint. It was Ghoulies. How's that? <laughs> well, <laughs> it was <laughs> just like sure. eight. <laughs> Look how many leprechauns there were, as, right. you, as you now know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You now own them all on 4K Blu-ray. That was a, that was a subtle you, hint. Brian, you I've, got the, I've got the top Gremlins ripoffs right here. 
Oh, good. Oh, okay. uh, was, yeah. what, do we, what do we got? There was ghoulies. There was critters. Oh, yeah, critters. Uh, there was some, that was good, too. There was something called spookies. I never saw uh, spookies. There was, an, there was yeah. an attempt to make a series called Hobgoblins. You got Hobgoblins oh. and Hobgoblins 2. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, there was apparently a series called Munchies, which is a straight-up oh, yeah. ripoff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, munchies. munchies. No yeah, memory of that at yeah. all. Apparently, wow. okay. But the real, the real one, the one that went the farthest was Critters. Critters got uh, several movies. Mm-hmm. Um, they critters, critters were three. Space. They were rolling balls. Yeah, yeah. from space. Yeah, yeah. right. They're like uh, Fizz Gig off uh, Labyrinth, right? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, oh, basically yeah. 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 Big mm-hmm. mouths and very Labyrinth. yeah. Dark Crystal. Not, uh, no wait. Yeah, Dark Crystal. Yeah, Dark, Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal. We had yeah, that. Uh, it's, it sounds like a right. sounds like a Tie Fighter coming in. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Oh yeah, that's right. We had a whole discussion about that. Um, yep. So uh, I was going to say something about that. Oh, I know what I was going to say. We gonna, we got to talk about them because they're like hard to ignore. The Terminator Two twins are in this movie. Oh yeah. Oh, oh right. Yes. Brothers. Yeah. I mean, Ron and a, Rob was it Dan and Don was their names. Dan and Don. And Don and Dan Stanton. And they, of course, their character names were Martin and Lewis. Oh, uh, wow. right. See, again, there would be a reference that, that we barely get. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But that uh, the next generation would have no idea about. I, oh, Martin Lewis. Even, even, the, even the themes of the Gremlins, if you didn't realize that was uh, Lenny, you know, uh, of Mice and Men for those two characters, those two Gremlins. Oh, right. Yeah. Probably would never pick that yeah, up either the pinky and the brain gremlins basically yeah yeah the well yeah yeah i, I guess <laughs> he was kind of a brain he wasn't there was the real brain gremlin but sure. then there was the other gremlin but right, any, right. any the, reference the mob you, boss looking yeah mob boss anytime looking you do like a hey uh, can we have any we're gonna do some okay yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da. Like, that that trope is generational because everyone every generation has their version of it yeah. right somebody comes Even up with their stella were kind of like that and oh yeah for or laurel sure. and hardy or whatever um, I do. I think one of my favorite gremlin designs in the whole film is the dumb gremlin from that pairing because <laughs> like he's it. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> just so <laughs> so dopey, but kind of evil dopey yeah. with those yeah. teeth. <laughs> my favorite. Okay, let's do Daffy my favorite. Let's, let's do my favorite gremlin real quick. My favorite gremlin by oh, far in this movie, and between that and the first movie, is the one operating the the projector in the film room. Ah, uh, yes. I love that oh. guy. He was dirty, so, dirty, dirty, dirty. He was so <laughs> into it, dude. The oh topless uh, volleyball movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. I have the I have the clip of when he finds that and gets all stoked, and it's just amazing. <laughs> I laughed out loud in that. Part. Oh, there's so many there's so many audio moments in this movie. Speaking of audio, uh, Jerry Goldsmith, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. He was uh, he was. He was uh, one of the yogurt. customer. Yeah, he was one of the Froyo people. I didn't. I didn't yeah. even realize that. Did the, so did the theme to... or did the score and the Froyo moment? So and yeah. also he was scored, a... also scored the Rambo films and gets a big yeah. shout out where, yeah. with the, the whole Rambo sequence. Uh, I love Mohawk as Rambo. Oh my gosh! Yeah, right. No, no you like Mohawk is Rambo because it was kind of a <laughs> Gizmo there, but kind of had the Gizmo. Gizmo took on the persona. Well, yeah, with the with the whole thing around his head. What's what's that called? Right, or a piece of cloth around your head. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, headband. Right. <laughs> Thank you, headband. Oh, headband. Isn't there yeah. a head thing called a band something? <laughs> Check it out. Um, but Dana. that okay, and that's that kind of leads me to one of the most technically impressive things. They do a lot of great puppetry 
uh, of the, you know, the mouths and things like that. Yeah. Maybe with the exception of the kissy lips on the, uh, the female. <laughs> uh, didn't brother. like that. Did mm. not like that. That like the twitchy. It was like, um, yeah. uh, showbiz pizza, Chuck E. Cheese kind of <laughs> malfunction. <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. But, uh, gizmo having the wherewithal with the gizmo, uh, puppet to be able to pull a paper clip out. And I was looking yes. to see if, all right, well, maybe it's just somebody's real hands, kind of like cookie monster hands where yes. they've been done up to look like gremlin hands, but no, they are tinier hands they, doing they this thing with the paper clip. And it's impressive that they can do that with, with puppetry. All the puppetry right. was and, next level on this compared to the first one. No question. Yeah, like, for sure. And, yeah. and see, and uh, gizmo, I actually looked at his hands too, because there was a couple of scenes where they really got in, in close and those hands are really impressive. They're two fingers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was at that point that I realized, because he's got, he's got like human nails on there. I didn't like that. That no. freaked me out for some reason. <laughs> I'm like, I see Gizmo. And I'm like, oh, he's so cute. But if he tried to touch me with those little Gizmo hands, I'd kick him. <laughs> you just was him scary. Hall. Sure. No, I get you. Yeah. But all that stuff is so much more articulated and, and, cool like even when he's out walking and walking around not the dancing so much but the walking out of the the alleyway after he escaped mm-hmm. i don't know it's just like kind can of you, weirdly impressed. can you imagine howie mandel coming at you with those little <laughs> gizmo oh, hands that would <laughs> oh dude i always forget howie mandel's the voice but he is i guess right by yeah. the way do we ever get get around to everybody's uh favorite gremlin oh, no. okay, let's go around but you go who'd you like oh I, I think i already mentioned it was the uh uh it was the Brainy Smurf or Handy Smurf? No, oh my god. I like I like Smurf. That, that's what started this conversation. Goofy. Oh Lenny, you like Lenny Smurf. Oh yeah, Lenny, Lenny, the dopey uh right. Yeah. Dopey, yeah. Uh, dopey Lenny. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Dunaway, what'd you who'd you like? Who, 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 who? Um <laughs> who <laughs> one of them looked like a fish. I guess he was the Yeah, they 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 had well that was the Mohawk. He kinda that had was, like a fish fin kind of thing going on. Well, not even that. Weird. I mean one of them had lips like the sea from the black lagoon. Like, no, that again. was the dopey one, I thought, is the one who had the kind of the weird fishy protruding. Not the, oh, not the one with the yeah, buck teeth. Big buck teeth. That was would a, be the there first was thing another you one. Was was, the other. There was another fishy looking one that looked like the creature from the black I, lagoon. I just gotta say the the brain gremlin, I mean, just for pure uniqueness. I just got to give it to him. It's just, mm-hmm. I don't even know if it's my favorite as much as just outstanding gremlin. Yeah. I, again, the voice could have been just, just do straight Tony Randall and you got me. Right. 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 I mean, Tony Randall on his own is yeah. like perfect. That would you don't have to, great. it's, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a fine wine. You don't need to put ice cubes in it. No, you know? <laughs> that was a weird choice. Um, also, Randy, 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 Randy do you have a favorite? The knockoff uh, gizmo because it just oh they're, yeah they had so much fun it's the faux gizmo goofball, You're right the goofball gizmo yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was so much fun to be had like and and it, you're still at a point in the movie where it, everything hasn't gone haywire and we're just sort of starting the haywire right mm-hmm. and it just like I I love that she takes him home and then absolutely yeah. wrecks the apartment and mm-hmm. the uh, actress I'm forgetting her name is still kind she's kind of yeah. chill. She's just like, okay. Yeah. And because like all of our focus is on that gremlin, it's just, that yeah, was I love the good. portrayal. Yeah. The Twinkie part was gross though. I'm just going to put that mm-hmm. out Agreed. there. Agreed. Totally. Right. Oh, we, do, we do have to mention, by the way, that the, uh, the, the, the brain, not the brainy talking, um, not the smart gremlin, not the smart one, but the mafia boss looking one was modeled right. after Edward G. Robinson. From yes. Oh, that's it looked just that like him too. 
That might yeah, be the totally lips. Does. That might be the lips one I'm thinking of, actually. It might be, and he's and basically, I think he's the he's also the model for uh, the brain from Pinky and the Brain as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Makes sense. That, those jowls now make way more sense than they mm-hmm. used to make to me. Yeah. Uh, so check, check what this do we out. what do we think about 1990? This is a little late in the game for us to be with our Asian stereotypes, wasn't it? I mean, no, cameraman, Getty, Watanabe. No, no. Unfortunately, was, like yeah. we, we didn't, Hollywood didn't clean that up for another decade. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I, I thought that was kind of late in the game for that. Yeah. But would you say that, that of 89? You wouldn't, right? It's a year mm-hmm. before. It's, it's yeah. There's not enough change in one year. I don't think that yeah. the putting the hey, we hadn't even part. seen dinosaurs walk. I guess. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> this line in the sand. That's Jurassic. Yeah, I do this I all the time. Yeah. Dunaway is not alone yeah. in that. I use Jurassic Park as a dividing line for almost everything. Any in special effects thing for sure. Yeah. You know, you say a pre. Uh, is that uh, BG BJP or <laughs> AJP? Yeah. Yeah. BJP. Mm. BJP. Uh, <laughs> oh. wow. Hold on, I got a chick in the bucket. Don't you know it's dangerous to leave a bucket lying around? Yeah, the old guy get, has the mugwai in the first place, Wang or Wing or whatever. Oh, Wing, Mr. Wing. He's, Where, he's he, dead. He, no, but they he's played dead. it all up like, oh, look at he's coughing and he's doing all this stuff. Like, we got to have some follow up there. Like <laughs> We did. He died. The news reported on him dying. And yeah, that was yeah. it. That was it, though. There should have been like. But a, you wanted more, right? Wanted oh, more. Don't worry. Like, you wanted a sad death scene? I wanted something where he's laying there dead. I don't know why. I want, I want him. I want him in the hospital. Uh, <laughs> you know, being treated for lung cancer because of the, all the pipe smoke. Is that what you want? Some That's kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> so I, want, I, would, I just want. Something. I would assume that it would be typical though for a place where some the owner dies. They don't just say, okay, well, demolish it as is. They're going to say, all right, well, let's see if there's anything of value yeah, in here that we can sell a, for the estate for little wing. Crazy. Yeah. And by the <laughs> way. The, the actor, Chinese actor, uh, is it K. Luke? I'm not sure exactly how you say it, uh, but he uh, he he said in an interview that uh, he would be back in part three. Oh, uh, as, as, as like a, <laughs> really? As the flashback, he would wow. definitely be back. In oh, part oh okay. a flashback. Okay, yeah. I was going to say when you. Yeah, dead. there was talk of a sequel that takes place in Vegas or something. Or, Vegas yeah. would oh. be great. I would love that. Yeah. I, you know what I really want though? What I really really want. I, I just want Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. <laughs> I just really want a Gremlins Christmas special. I just, I mean, this oh, movie, no. the first one was a, was a Christmas movie and I feel like it just needs to happen. Well, All right, the so one missing let's, piece. It's, there's no Christmas. Let's suss this out, right? All right. Uh, done now with less puppetry and more kind of the CGI, the Sonic the Hedgehog kind of CGI or. That's a good question. If it's good, it still with yes. puppetry. If it's good CGI, I, I think I think we don't give enough credit to how far puppetry has come along. I mean, we we always go, oh, let's just go CGI, well, that, but you forget there's a lot of techno- technological advances that's happened with puppetry. Man, you can Dark Crystal was uh, actual like mix. real puppetry. Oh, yeah. right, it was a mix of CGI and puppetry, right? Yeah. So right, like, right. imagine this. You know that where the Wild Things Are movie, which wasn't. Amazing, oh, yeah. but it was okay. Yeah, Spike Jones. Uh, yeah. yeah. It had a mix of puppets with big giant puppet dudes, and then their faces were CGI animated based on facial mm-hmm. movements of the actors. That was rad. I like yeah. when they combine that stuff and figure out new ways to show me things. So I think that's I like probably that. really possible. I, I think Zach Galligan and Phoebe Cates could totally come back. Phoebe Cates oh. to start with her <laughs> third just- story. I was just about to say, and we can all agree that knows Zach Galligan and Phoebe Cates, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely got to have them. I mean, because yeah. she's got to tell her little story. 
you know, yeah. I think it's been done. I think you've got the parody with the two of them. Let the let the gremlins do kind of their own new story. I, I disagree think. because I think we were. I think we still need to see what happened to Phoebe Kate's character because she, you know, I mean, they both come from a small <laughs> town, but Zach Gaffigan gets to go to be on like <laughs> the high rise architect artist, mm-hmm. and she's given like tours. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I, I just feel like there's, there's a little a bit lot of a glass ceiling there at the clamp yeah, tower. Yeah. <laughs> kind, of, kind of mistreated by this by this movie where where you know Zach Galifianakis can do whatever. But um, <laughs> I just want to I just want to take take us back one step. Um, we're well past at this point the technical masterpiece that was Detective Pikachu, and uh-huh. I and oh, so yeah. I think that actually actually a Gremlins movie made now with that sort of technique would be so good. Like, like you can just, you can do anything you can imagine nowadays. Yeah. That's a really good point. And that's, that's my, my point is if you want to mix them great, there's going to be some people who say, well, the whole point was that they were all practical and all, you know, this and that. And I understand the value in that. I really, really do. Um, But I think we're good enough. Now we could make it just really visceral it with the right hands. We're not talking about cheap effects. We're talking about, you know, like really well animated, uh, amazing characterizations. And I think they could do it. And I would watch that movie. Like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm a gremlins fan. Like it's good. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's good. Like there's nothing wrong with this, especially this one. This one's great. This is like on all yeah. cylinders version of the first one. And I remember at the time in 90 or so reading reviews in the paper that said, this one lacks the heart of the original and it's yeah. not, it's too mean spirited or whatever. But I was like, nah, this is just like, turn all, turn it all up. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a ride. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a little, a ride. It's a little I, I still, I, like I said, I, I do agree with the lack of heart. So it doesn't ever like just strike me as, Oh, I got to go back and watch that. Like whereas gremlins, I have a true affection for it. Gremlins two if it's on, I'm definitely watching it. I'm definitely having a good time, mm-hmm. but it's not something I'm going to seek out. Yeah. You know, what's weird. Yeah, Picardo's only five years from Voyager in this movie, by the way. Oh, oh wow. Yes. Yeah. Think of that. About to get a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and same year as Johnny Cab. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Wait, what was that? Same year? 90? What same year. Oh, he was what a, a working actor. Like uh, when mm-hmm. I was looking through all of their other appearances, Picardo really stuck out. I mean, Dick Miller sticks out. Let's be clear. That's a working actor. Like D- Dick Miller, there needs to be a documentary about him. Oh, there is. Oh, that, there's a documentary watch. about Dick Miller. I would watch that. That's yeah. Right. And, and, uh, it's from 2014. He just died last really year. Hard. Hard working, yeah. Yeah. He Hard died he died last Dick. year. He was ninety. It would have been great if they'd have gotten to a third sequel while he was still around, because he's yeah. great. That dude's great. Nothing wrong with him. And the older he got, the more I liked him. Mm-hmm. Grizzled yeah. and yeah, yeah. yeah. Just a just sure. a chopped up piece Man, of Man, when he got hit in the head, I believed it. Yeah. <laughs> Ingram was too. Yeah. I was like, ow. Maybe he really did. Hit in the head. Maybe he did. You never know. He might have. Uh but anyway, yeah, five years from, from Voyager. All right, now the hard part of this movie is Come you guys deciding what grossed me out because a lot of it's <laughs> yeah, just silly gross and not a big deal but there is one one part that got me so it involves uh, dick it, miller by the way so yeah that, that that's what i wrote down is it the the gremlin that that kind of spits on him and the fact that it's this kind of gelatinous white Ugh. 
goo that's that all over his gross. face, uh, and you know some of it had gotten his mouth. Is uh, that is that where we're going? Yes, that's what it is. I'm playing this. Really? I, gross. Man, that's I was so convinced gross. it was going to be when Phoebe Cates bit into a gremlin arm in the elevator. Oh. <laughs> no big deal. No big deal because it's all fake. None of that matters. Okay. I what? mean, the, the stuff that he spits on Dick Miller is fake too, but the fact that it, it regardless, looked, it ugh, looks like looks this gross, so gross. substance. It, it yeah. does happen in, in okay, so the gremlin in the bucket for me, this happened in the first gremlins too. <laughs> There's so many gremlins to keep up with that sometimes how they dispose of certain gremlins left to question in your mind if they're still alive or not. Mm. And the one that he killed after spitting on him, he just kind of threw him out of the way. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, that gremlin could still yeah. be a, still be there, around. You didn't see it, but there was there, you saw the reflection of fire in that elevator shaft. I yeah. don't think that gremlin's coming back. No, nah, right. Fine. Well, we definitely know the girl uh, gremlin survived. Right, right. We and don't know what she was currently going to try to procreate the proper way without water. Oh, that's yeah. your that's your that's third your part of the trilogy. Oh. Is part three is the Robert Picard. You bring Robert Picardo back. Yeah, with the uh, with, with the, the half gremlin, gremlin baby in his arms. Yeah, a bunch oh, of little God. little grim pardos or whatever you made. Oh with my that God, grim pardos. <laughs> this Saturday. movie, this movie is was definitely angling for that, right? It was angling for a sequel. We just never got it. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, yeah. Know. I don't know. They all did. Uh, it angled a lot. It in, did in angle a lot. That's right. Yeah. By the way, I would say much, that the, my much. biggest comparison to this movie would be, and they're totally different, totally different movies, but. Um, alien versus aliens. Alien was like mm. it's very focused, smaller affair. It's happening in your house in your local town, not right. a giant spread, but it's you know whatever. And now we're like in aliens territory where there's yeah. tons of them, and they got cool stuff happening. Like in the old one, they just showed little balls popping off their backs. In this one, they got zoomed in to see like the little embryo version oh, of it. Yeah, and that by the way was apparently done oh, with God. big. Um, scaled up model versions of these backs so they could have this yeah. puppetry in there and look like it was just, you know, sure. these small pustules on their back. What's that? Trypophobia, anyone? <laughs> right. Oh, totally yeah. Sick. Anybody here have that, by the way? Do you see no. a bunch of little balls and it bugs you? I, I, don't, I don't think I have but that, I, but there was a picture that floated around the internet a while back of somebody's thumb with little holes in it, with yeah. little things in the holes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, triggered it. Get, That's get the it one out. they get you with. That's the one they always test those people with. But I So this girl yeah. up the street who Nick used to date, she's like probably 20 or 21 now, um, she had a very severe case of this. So you couldn't even, she couldn't look at a pineapple without freaking out. Interesting. It's that bad. So anything with like a really <laughs> rapid pattern, uh, if it's organic, it's worse. If it's holes, it's worse. Sure. So there's holes, no. Holes, holes. If she saw this movie, she'd be tryptophobia all over the house. That's yeah, maybe yeah. tripping, tripping out of there, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad <laughs> I don't have that because I don't know. I, I don't. It seems like a hard one because there's so it many does. things in life. We're like, hey, you want a pomegranate? Ah! Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you discover new things all the time that freak you out. I'll, I'll just say favorite favorite <laughs> cameo. Yeah. Uh, in the movie for anybody like uh there, there was a lot of a lot of actors in here that uh you may have seen elsewhere or uh maybe not seen at all i don't know i well, mean here's one having for you. gomez show up was is, gomez as is a, a great one yeah, yeah, as, gomez. A, as a janitor that was nice that was pretty good um, um the guy Rick, the janitor from earlier that got fired for smoking yeah yeah oh, he's, he's that Gibson dude ben. Yeah, he's uh, he was in uh, the Burbs. I don't know if you remember. I do. Also a John a Joe Dante film and Rick DeCummin. Yeah, Rick DeCummin was also in the Burbs. Passed away in 2015 and was in this 
in this oh he died story, i didn't know he died oh. yeah yeah he passed away that's a bummer uh, i like but yeah so i mean i enjoyed that was he By the, the security way, guard hold on security guard right right yeah, yeah dude yeah. Okay. with right. the gun and yeah, yeah he also shuts down the uh the power grid in die hard you only see the you only see his head in die hard sticking up out of the sewer it's always yeah Shut, shut them all good. down. Shut it all down. Well, I'll actually just do this now. So there are, I got some new connections I'm going to start doing on the show. And here are three of them. I'll just do these out of order and then we'll do the Trek stuff in its normal order. But there's a Breaking Bad connection in here. Tuco is in this actor that plays yeah. him by uh, Raymond Cruz. He's great. Plays Tuco. Tight, tight, yeah, tight. Whistling. He's the whistling. Uh, oh, that's right. That's the whistling gen- or, uh, delivery guy. Delivery boy. Yep. So you got you got Raymond Cruz. Who's way to to tie up an end or a scene in my life? Go ahead. Uh, you got, <laughs> Where did you hear that song? Yeah. <laughs> right. Then you got Dean Norris, who was very briefly in this thing. He's yeah. the one uh, SWAT guy at the end that shoots the only moving uh, gremlin in the hall gremlin. where everything's all gooey. Was that him? Oh my gosh! That's I didn't Dean recognize him at all. Yep. So you that's Hank. From- a distance yeah yeah so you got him in there there's a lord of the rings connection sean astin's dad is is gomez mm-hmm. uh, well he's adopted father uh from the adams family played the janitor in suramon and, and then suramon uh aka christopher lee is in this so you get a little lord of the rings connection 16 candles collect uh connection or collection sure get all the get you have to catch them all Anyway, marla and getty wantabe the guy who's the 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 yeah, chinese or the camera. japanese dude yeah mm-hmm. He was in there, so get your sixteen and uh, the girlfriend who hook up in sixteen candles, I think. Oh, yeah, really? really? Maybe a better role? I don't know. I don't remember. Do they really get together? I think at the. I think uh, yeah, he shows up at the party, and oh no, no, he hooks yeah, he up with the really the tall girl. Oh, girl. Oh, girlfriend. Right. I'm going to say a whole time he's hooking up with her, like for a long time. Yeah, yeah. they're on yeah. the rocking horse thing or something. <laughs> right. <Yes. laughs> I don't know why that's got stuck the, in my head, but got the old school WWF connections in this movie. Yeah, uh, but but I mean, obviously Hulk Hogan, but also uh, Dick Butkus and and uh, what's his name? Is it uh, Bubba Smith? Bubba Smith. Oh, wait Bubba a minute. Smith. Wait a minute. Yes. Where were Bubba they? Smith was in here. What? Just as a cameo or something? I didn't even yeah, see him. Yeah, where were they? Because I saw in the stuff, but I never saw them. Were they just in they the... were on a They were on a TV. Uh, oh, does that okay. count? Okay. No, it does. It's still a cameo. Sure. It was original content. Yeah. Well, if it's. Dick Buckus was making the uh, Abraham Lincoln uh, hand shadow puck. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. <laughs> who knew? I can nailed it. Back in the 80s, <laughs> who knew, dude? Uh, got these these football players were famous, and they would just they would just walk on to movies and and have little bit parts. And they were also on WWF television. Like I I remember those those guys you know showing up on on yeah. you know uh, Saturday night's main event and and being uh, you know those two uh, in particular, Bubba Smith and Dick Buck or not Dick Buckus. What's his name? Yes. Yeah, well, is Dick that it? It is Dick. Dick. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking of Coach Dick. Worst name, Dick Butkus or Dick Trickle? Dick Churkle. Churkle. Dick Churkle? What Dick is that Churkle. even? Dick Churkle. I don't even know what Remember it means. It just sounds worse. But those two those two guys in in general in the 80s would come on everything. It's like, oh, what are you watching? Uh, one of the... Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you, heard, you heard it, right? You heard I heard it, it right Damn here. It. Did I really I did just say that. Phrasing. Phrasing. But yeah, they were always around. It was like, hey, what if these? What if Dick and uh, Bubba showed up in your movie, or your TV show? And they just did. It was that was a it weird did. time. It happened. That's yeah. just what happens. We don't get that now. Once in a while, it'll be like, oh look, it's uh, Wayne well, Gretzky. Bradshaw. Bradshaw's the new version oh, of that, yeah, where he will true. appear on anything. That's yeah. a good point. He's the he, he's not the new new ver- like Bradshaw's. Bradshaw's gone now. But who's like 
don't know. He's still appearing on stuff. I still see him appearing on stuff. Yeah, he still comes on things. Who's the the current most famous football player who hosted Saturday Night Live last year? Um, Um, Brady. I don't know. I can't think right now. I didn't say that on purpose uh, again, by the way. That was an accident. The second time you did yeah, it? Yeah, that was not on purpose. It just came out. <laughs> um, I don't know who you're talking J. J. about. J.J. Watt. I was oh. thinking of J.J. Oh, Watt. Oh, J.J. Watt, sure. Yeah, yeah. He's in that moo. He, moo. He's in that moo. He's in that new um, <laughs> something that's coming out. We just talked about TMS. J.J. Watt is in a really? thing. Fur- the Furiosa movie. Oh, the new. Oh, I know what it was. It was actually on Core. We were talking about the new um, uh, Monster Hunter thing that J. Uh, Thomas J. W. S. Anderson is making with his wife. <laughs> Him and his wife, uh, Lily Multipass, are making, and uh, he's in there. Lily Sobieski. Yeah. No. Ah, oh, Lily Sobieski. Oh, no, Multipass. What's her name? Oh, it's uh, Mila Jovovich. Mila Jovovich, who's married to Paul W. S. Anderson, who made Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Oh, that hurt. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let's let's do. Uh, you know what? Let's do titles. I got titles, man. Oh, hold on. Before we do that, or not titles. titles. You mean clips? Before What's that, I got two things that I, I was going to see if they came up organically. If not, I'm just going to shoehorn them in here. Uh, the narration in the in the tower is right, fantastic. Right. The yeah yeah you know, elevator the elevator, but the yeah. best one is the whole fire thing. So yeah. you may have yeah. clips of that. Some of yeah, the, build, the, the building Fire. voice. Man's that, greatest fear that gives us <laughs> yeah. warmth, but also destroys. Yeah, it's great. Is that, was that Welker? Who, who was no, that? Oh, no. Welker. Oh, by the way, hold on. I got another new thing I didn't tell you guys about. Hold on. Yep. Here it is right here. No more Optimus Prime. Grant me mercy. I beg of you. Welcome to the Welker, Welker alert. He was the voice of yeah. Mohawk. So he was Mohawk himself in that. There, so there you go. You go. Yep, and the then one. the other thing I'm going to shoehorn in here because we didn't talk about it. Uh, it's the most random thing ever, but it cracks me up, and I always forget about it until I see it. The mimes coming out of the paddy wagon. <laughs> yeah. And there's yeah. no reason to have that in there, yeah, but no it's reason. so damn funny with them like, oh, the door's open. I'm going to pull myself out with a rope. It's yeah. just. And here's stuff. 20 mimes yeah. for no right. reason. Because that's how they that's how they function. They can't do it. Without. <laughs> like, did they just bust a mime ring, or you know, <laughs> there's, there's so many bust questions. A rhyme. Bust a mime? What? <laughs> bust oh, a mime? Yeah. I'll right. tell you. I hope you captured the Christopher Lee part where he was doing the whole. Did we get rabies? And oh, I, I need the all disease male the, jokes with Julia Sweeney, Pat from yeah. Saturday Night Live. Oh, we have right. mentioned her. That was. Yeah, yep. She was in there. She was also in. <laughs> Pulp fiction of all things four years later. Right. That's right. It's weird to think about. All right. Here is uh well let's start with these clips. We got some. Um what's this? Okay. Here's just some just listen. <laughs> <laughs> just, just listen to this. Just listen to this. Here you go. A man can always agree with others. It is more difficult to agree with oneself. Ah, he said with one eye. What does that mean? Yeah, what does it mean? What does it mean? Here's Gizmo saying Rambo. <laughs> All right, that's fun. That's a good time. Here's uh, Robert Picardo making a statement. Did you hear that cough? He's an antique. We can wait. Yeah, he just seemed like six such weeks a, later. <laughs> yeah, six weeks later, yeah. and he was dead. It's all we had to wait. Yeah, that was so chick in the bucket. You have to admit, they just wrote that dude off. And to me, he's an yeah. important part of your Gizmo story. You can't just kill him. He is, but I don't know how you. I mean, do you waste time with a a death scene where he's just kind of like coughing and then he just 
keels over and gizmo's sound. I like to see him just walk on the, off stage just a little bit and just hear him coughing a couple times. And a, a thud. Maybe that would. Yeah, have, right. Exactly. Fall down yeah. a, a thing of stairs or it, something. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It feels unnecessary to do a whole death scene with him, but you're probably right. Um. All right. Clamp style. This quaint little shop, which once housed many rare objects from the Orient, must now make way for the future. Daniel Clamp style. Great. Daniel. Daniel Clamp style. Clamp style. I can't believe it didn't occur to me that it was a riff on Donald Trump, Daniel Clamp. He even hooks up with Marla at the end. I mean, it is so handed to you. What was I thinking? Oh, my gosh. I'm, <laughs> I'm actually disappointed in myself for that. All right. Um, no, it, you know what? Uh, re- revel in the fact that uh, that's one aspect of your life that you yeah, didn't exactly. sneak into this weekend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But now I have to think about it. All right. Uh, <laughs> here's some good advice. Well, Lewis, it's like I've always said. If you want to find something weird, you have to go downtown. It's true, right? Downtown. I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah, but it really, that line felt out of place in the movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't understand why. Maybe you said Chinatown. You know, it would have been like, oh, you got to look in Chinatown for some really weird stuff. Well, then right. yeah, like, yeah, and this that would have been okay at the time. Like, we had just referenced right. the Orient, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know, in this movie, I couldn't help but to feel like fate was just trying to kill us. Because it seems like everything that could happen was pushing this to happen. Yeah. It was a little bit too... A little neat on the nose for, for you, a little, little, a little uh, too neat and just a little bit too neat and tidy, dude. They made a 420 joke in this movie and didn't even know they did it. <laughs> they did. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. All right, here's a career opportunity on level seven. Alert personnel, we have a career opportunity in level seven. What company ever does that? Ever? This one. I actually, I actually appreciated that because it really mm-hmm. drove home how horrible this was as a work environment. Yeah, you know? yeah. right. It was, it was our our fear of Big Brother, everybody conforming, getting cubicles. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. to lead on to that. That your you know, chair doesn't even get warm just, before they're trying to fill yeah. it with a new a new employee. Yeah, it's a cog in the machine. Yep, sounds right to me. All right, I found a clip of uh, this is actually from your mom, Brian. She was very nice to send this. <laughs> Uh, she sent this clip. It says, it says the label is Ibit to his date in the car. That's all I know. So okay. let's just hear what you said to your date in the car. Where's the moan? What? The moan. There is supposed to be a moan here. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> right. oh, you know, no. I, I, I felt like, uh, you know, I'd been working hard for it. Give it to me. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. That guy, that actor, he was in a billion things when I was growing up. Yeah. Just everything. Just all over yeah, the place. He was, and he really was Grandpa Munster that he was, uh, you know, kind of alluding to in this film. Yeah, right, right. Um, here's a new kind of gerbil. Last week, they took out a patent on a new kind of gerbil. Oh, we played that at the top of the show, didn't I? Yeah, new kind of gerbil. Gerbil. Uh, people think I'm creepy. People think I'm creepy. Uh-huh, that's true. Here's Tuco from Breaking Bad trying to get his... Uh, his meth back? No, he's trying to make a delivery, I guess. Here it is. I get a delivery for Dr. Catheter. Oh, man. You can just hear him well, ready to pop. I, it's, at some point, you just stop caring what you're naming your characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Catheter is so on the nose. Oh, what's his name? Lee? Christopher Lee. I almost called him Spike Lee. Lee. Yeah. Hey, Spike Lee, be careful. All right, here's a splendid something. I don't know what this is. Oh, Dr. Catheter, this just came for you. Oh, splendid. This must be my malaria. Oh, yeah. There he is, talking (laughs) about his diseases. Also, what kind of sneeze is this? Okay, I'm doing it again just so you can hear it. 
That almost made that me was gross. A ass sneeze. Yeah. yeah. There's a worse one here. <laughs> Jeez. Ooh, that should be what gross got out the most. They folded yeah. it up, man. They folded it up, made it worse yeah, than it yeah. was. <laughs> yeah, they, they added some of that slime. Remember at the time, uh, yeah. slime yeah. was a thing you could buy and they Kill were using it in all the towns. Yeah. 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 It was barely it smells like burnt meatloaf. Ew. <laughs> slime does? What? What do you say? That's why that's what that's what he said. Oh, you mean in the movie? get me out of here. It smells like burnt meatloaf. Oh, gotcha. All right. Yeah, you're right. I thought you were actually saying that green slime you buy at the store for kids smells like burnt meatloaf. Well, that yeah. green slime was everywhere at the end of the movie. And yeah. then I was I was wondering how it would smell. And then our uh, then our actor told us how it smelled. He smelled it. He said it smelled like uh, he smelled it, it. It smelled like burnt meatloaf is what he said. I think Dick, Dick Miller said that for us. Dick Miller. Thanks, Dick <laughs> yeah, Miller. Miller. You've done it. Dick Miller. Here's a line that I want to say every time anyone shows up anywhere. I'm going to start yelling this. It's him. He's here. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do that. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to do that every time. All right. Canadian restaurant time. This is a very chic new restaurant. It's Canadian. They clean the fish right at your table. Ugh, her anger. <laughs> I just want, I want to restate how much I loved that as a gag. Yeah. Because <laughs> the whole the whole thing about like like my experience moving to Canada and going to restaurants was about how American they all were. Like it was wonderful, mm-hmm. you know, like that they have like New York fries and Boston pizza and so on and so on. And like there really isn't a a distinguishing thing. Like there's no, you know, like and when you stop and think about it, they should get a chocolate mousse yeah. in Canada. Yeah. They really should. They should lean into it. I, I'm with you. I would go to a Canadian themed restaurant that did all this stuff with the Mounties and everything. I would totally do that. That's great. Oh yeah, you get that thing where they put the the maple candy on snow. Oh, yeah. Canadian, or you'd have like Chad Kroger singing the whole time. I'm, I'm ready. Let's go. Love they, maple. They candy. claim they claim Nanaimo bars, but I have a feeling those were invented in Washington State. But that's fine. Okay, let me ask you this: If you've got a restaurant, it's Canadian, and you have the opportunity to have any Canadian band perform at your restaurant for the entertainment on a Friday and Saturday night, what Canadian band and or performer do you choose? Arcade Fire. Well, that's not Rush. That's Bare not Naked bad. Ladies. Bare Naked uh, Ladies with Stephen Page. I kind of was going to say Rush too. I'm kind of on done away train here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about um uh. What about uh, the the guy who's uh, famous for singing that? Hallelujah. That guy. Oh, Leonard Cohen? Well, Leonard Cohen, yeah. He could just sing Dead, that on but, repeat. But I, I guess if we're getting Stephen Page back in the Bare Naked Ladies, that applies. <laughs> oh, good point. <laughs> All right, guess fair. we're living in the world of fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, All would, right. I would note that none of us said, uh, uh, you know, the really, really, Justin truly Bieber. famous ones. Yeah, Justin Bieber, Brian <laughs> Adams, uh, uh, what's her name? Celine Dion. Nickelback. But, yeah. I don't know. What's her name? Yeah, old what's the her name? Famous ones. What if Nickelback was the backup band and Celine Dion sang everything? How about that? No? Bad idea? <laughs> Terrible idea. Worst idea. Quiet, didn't it? Uh, here's sped up Looney Tune sounds so you can kind of hear them using that library. Here you go. <laughs> I can hear sped up like Daffy Duck and stuff. And yeah. yeah, this movie yeah. also had a Wilhelm scream. Yes, it did. Yeah, Oddly. I think we can stop doing those. Yeah, I, mean, I guess this was back in 1990s or 89s or 90s. So, yeah. well, Brian, they guess what I have right here? This from the yeah. movie. Yeah, I yeah. captured it. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's <laughs> you know they didn't get the memo back then, but now these days, I hope people stop. 
I hope they read that memo over and over and keep it next to their bed (laughs) at night. I am with you 100%. All right. How about some... Oh, wait a minute. Okay. I What is this? Okay. I think this is the... Actually, I don't know what this is. I'm just going to play it. Okay. I think this is... How about some horn? Oh, it's how about some horn? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was was weird. I think that guy's less a Dick Van Dyke knockoff and more of a Donald Sutherland knockoff. Yeah, a little bit. How about some horn? All right. Looney Tunes is hell. I swear that was just like straight up. Tasmanian devil. Yeah, totally. Here's the, here's the, 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 oh. Cana- the Canadian thing that I would claim. Like if you said you could have like one edible, edible Canadian thing that it would be ice wine. Oh my gosh. Never even heard of it. What's it like? What's, what do you got in there? It's just a it's just a late harvest wine where they they harvest it after the first snow, that and right. uh, it's it's very good. I, I love like, ice. It's wine. It's a great sounding thing too. Ice, ice wine, wine. Yeah. yeah. Unless you unless you put it too close together, it sounds like ice wine. Oh, ice wine, yeah, which is a pig <laughs> apple mix. All right, here's a Russian guy joke. Do you know they got Russian guys driving cabs in this burg? I mean, what if somebody got into a cab with a briefcase full of atomic secrets or something like that? Oh, Cold War is shit right there. Yeah, he was still, you know, he was really on the Russians, the, the first mm-hmm. the first one. And so he, he continues that here. Yep, he does. It was conspiracies. Right. Here's a question for our time. What's going on here? All right, there's that. Oh, this isn't how you say bologna. You know, these bologna and bean dip roll-ups are so easy. That's something my Aunt Susan would make, by the way. Yeah. Those it look is, good. It is right spelled, in the microwave. It is spelled Bologna. Yeah. Yeah. She said Bologna, by the way. Bologna. Bologna. Yeah. yeah. Bologna. It's, it's Bologna is how it's spelled. She says Bologna. I would say yeah. Bologna. It, it is the point of this movie that it veers into UHF territory. <laughs> yeah. 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 Now it's a Ted Turner part, right? Because yeah, all the previous sure. stuff in the, in the, in the building. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Well, uh, we this, have a UHF connection in uh, Long Duck Dong, right? Oh, right. Oh. He's in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's he doing now? Everyone looked on that. Yeah. See, uh, maybe you should tell me the movie you want to see. <laughs> is Getty Watanabe related to Ken Watanabe? Oh my like gosh. Him. I didn't know he was born here. He's, did we talk about this before? <laughs> He's born in Ogden, Utah in 1955. Oh, really? Utah connection. Whoa. I was like, wow, Scott. But you meant like local here. Yeah, I mean like, like literally born okay. 30 minutes north of me. That's nuts. Yeah. All right. Doing stuff even in 2020. I'm trying to see what the latest thing that we might have seen him in. 47 Ronin he was in. He's in uh, The Disappointments, a TV show called The Disappointments. Uh, oh, I didn't see that either. Perfect Harmony, another series. Bravest oh, I have Warriors. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I saw that too. He's called Hamster Mitch. Ugh, I don't want to know why. Seven year itch, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, American Dad did a couple of those. All right. He's fine. Mm-hmm. He's fine. Ogden's own Ged- Getty Wantanabe. Yeah. All right. Here's uh, this made me laugh. Yeah. I actually laughed during this movie. At this point, I laughed. Here it is. Sound alarm. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed out loud. Yes. That was a smart elevator that had been talking to us the entire time, yeah. but this time it was full of gremlins. <laughs> I laughed so hard. I you just that's a hard thing like, to do, by the way, is to make gremlins funny without being just annoying or obnoxious. And they right, somehow yeah. do it. I don't know how they do and, it. And you know, I tried to this is part of the thing when I when I saw this, I started thinking about connective tissue between the first one and what gremlins originally were. 
uh, what you know where that lore comes from. And I find it odd that Billy, now Bill, who's all grown up, grew up with his father who had gizmos and gadgets that were all wonky and always messing up. And now he's in the big city mm-hmm. and he's working in the facility where there's all these glitches in these things. And I'm like, are these glitches attracting the gremlins or is it because gizmo is a gremlin and he's there? And I just, I never could quite connect the, the tissue there. To what was supposed to be Were they trying on. to, I, I wasn't sure. They were I, I don't caring. know if there was anything deeper there or not. I wasn't sure if you guys, detected anything there or if it was just me i just detected the, the magical the magical water fountain malfunctioning which right. just happened to pinpoint gizmo at the right moment yeah like i said it felt a little faded like fate was steering things to this direction almost like uh you know because right. even when the even when they tried to bring the sun in the, you know fate says nah gonna cloud it up for you real quick not gonna happen yeah i i, I was annoyed yeah. And I was mostly annoyed because the repair guy didn't hear Gizmo making very loud noises right behind him. <laughs> didn't hear Howie Mandel on the floor going. Yeah. Rawr, rawr, rawr. yeah. How'd you not hear that? Dumbasses. All right. Here's some great Foley work. I like that. That was her. What was that? That was her eating the, um, uh, the, the, the sandwich that had a mousetrap in it, the secretary. Oh, that's right. The secretary. Now she did disappear. So I guess that she got the mousetrap. She lost her clothes and ran. Right. Is that what happened? <laughs> Good point. Right. Cause he's wearing her clothes. So right. I assume she's right. dead. So we have a naked receptionist running around with a, yeah. a mousetrap on her tongue. I assumed the worst that she was dead somewhere. That's what I yeah, that's, okay. probably, that's probably a better thing to probably imagine. Not, not, not the nice thing to think, but that's what I thought. Nonetheless. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's a cartoon tomato sound. All right, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's sound it makes when you bounce it on a, on a cabin. <laughs> they were really, I mean, that's a Dante thing. He likes doing that in his movies, but man, that was pretty over the top. All right, here's my favorite uh, gremlin talking about finding the film he wants to play. Nudie, nudie, nudie. <laughs> I love that one. Oh, so good. All right, here's what? Oh, accidental stoner joke? Oh, yeah, the 420 joke. Here you go. So they'd made a joke without even knowing they were doing it. Well, then we should make our move and say 420. Oh, I like that. Yeah, blaze up. Oh, I don't like that one bit, sir. <laughs> yeah. I didn't record much of him because he really got under my nails. It drove me crazy. Didn't like uh-uh. the guy, the clamp guy. All right. Um, here's, <laughs> oh, yeah, here's your Australian talking uh, gremlin. So. You can hear it veer off into that accent. Oh, we may stumble along the way, but civilization, yes. The Geneva Convention, chamber music, Susan Sontag. Everything your society has worked so hard to accomplish over the centuries, that's what we aspire to. We want to be civilized. That's, that sounds civilized. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I was trying to figure out exactly where his impression was coming from, because I, I, I couldn't figure out who he was trying to channel. Because like you guys said, it's, we already got Tony Randall. What do you need to channel? Right. He was yeah, I mean, kind of a little bit how, Mr. Howell, but uh, yeah, a little yeah. bit of that. Like that thing you do all the time, it's Mr. Howell, but it's also just like rich, pompous guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You do a really good version. But, I do it. but it was about bringing order, too. I mean. That that was his deal, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this movie's completely about chaos versus order. That's true. He was trying. Well, he was trying to apply a, an orderly label to a chaotic thing that was never going to be not chaotic, right? 
I don't know. I kind of was worried about him because I thought, man, if he gets out of here with these things, we're screwed. He's too smart. Right. And I think it's one of the most interesting characters. And it's kind of feels like uh, it's like, oh, no, you killed one of your best characters. You shouldn't have done that. You should have you should have saved him somehow. Yeah. Uh, Darth Maul. Yeah. Darth Maul. All right. Here's here's this final accent of this lady who almost killed me. I seriously almost turned it off because of her. Here it is. I asked him out to dinner. It was strictly business. All right. It wasn't totally, completely, absolutely business. I'll be honest with you. It's just bad, dude. Oh, my gosh. How painful is that? Do you guys not feel actual physical pain when you hear it? Because I, (laughs) it really is bad. Yeah, love to hear her regular voice. Well, yes, we did hear it in in sixteen candles. But uh, what what somebody heard this and said, "Oh, we need her to do Corbin Dallas's mom in Fifth Element." Yeah, she is the perfect voice for this. Yeah, when they were like, "Got her gig." (laughs) Well, they were talking about it. Well, that's what you wondered. Was somebody sitting around going, "Well, you know what I remember? Gremlins Two had this moment where." this is about seven years ago, and she had this horrible accent. She'd be perfect. Yeah, <laughs> right. Sign her up. She'd be perfect. I, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I think there may be something here that we don't get because I don't think any of us have really spent much time in the culture of New York. I mean, some of us may have visited, but uh, is is this this seems to be a uh, a stereotype that comes up? I mean, in- maybe I've I've heard just heard better versions of this accent, right? Like that right. Brooklyn whatever accent. Is, is it not Jersey? This. That's the thing. We we are none of us know New York well enough to exactly. I think maybe it falls flat because of our yeah. And I'm saying yeah. she didn't know right. either. Is my point. She right. just made that shit up. All right. <laughs> like I I was guessing coastal New Jersey, but then it could be like this could be anywhere in that area for us, yeah, right? right. Like yeah. that's, and that's the thing. Like I forgive it because I don't know. Yeah, I really I don't, don't know how bad it is. Uh, now. Now this. We come to the part of the show we call the Film Sack Checklist. Fancy wall VCR? Check. Ooh. When the director... Yeah, little li- tiny TVs, too. Did you see those? Oh, yeah, all over the place. Yeah. yeah, whole grids of them. I remember that was a pilot. Like, Robocop had that, and uh, yeah. that was a thing for a while. People like that. It's like, got to keep your eye on everything. Not one switching screen, but 100 screens to show everything mm-hmm. at once. Uh, when the director lit the spider one on fire, was it called Dante's Inferno? <laughs> Check. Uh, finally, I missed Dick Miller. Check. Okay. Uh, we do have some uh, d- uh, some lingering Trek connections. Randy was able to dig these up. John Glover played the high-energy businessman with the great hair. Daniel Clamp. And uh, Gremlins 2 also played Verad, or Verad on the Deep Space Nine episode Invasion Procedures, where, spoiler alert, his name was briefly Verad Dax. Mm. Brad, cool, bruh. I remember that. I mean, she was he was a what do you call it? M. A trill, trill. Thank you. Trill, and he, and he was a trill Spots. terrorist. Spots. Uh, there you go. Uh, Dick Miller played Gruff Murray Flutterman <laughs> in this. It was memorably the San Francisco security uh, officer Vin in the two-part episode Past Tense on Deep Space Nine. And then Robert Picardo, of course, Forrester here. He was Dr. Lewis Zimmerman on Deep Space Nine, who immortalized himself as an emergency medical hologram in First Contact and then starring role in 170 episodes of Star Trek Voyager as the ship's hollow doctor. Did you you mention Leslie Neal? Did you say that? No. Leslie Neal, Star Trek Next Generation. She was Ensign Nagel. And uh, she was one of Forrester's technicians, the one who got bit. Oh, Uh, by one of the gremlins. She was the yeah, one that a, thought she was doing good and said there's a job opportunity on level seven or whatever. That was her. right. Yeah. 
there's a there's a bunch of Star Trek connections all all over this movie, and it's kind of like it's kind of like peak Star Trek time. You know, you have uh, the Next Generation coming to an end, Deep Space Nine getting started, Voyager coming. You know, pretty soon after Deep Space Nine, mm-hmm. they were making TNG movies all through the '90s. Like, yep. really, really, lots of people. If you were working in Hollywood, you could go be on Star Trek stuff. Yeah, you could say we're having a bit of that now. Um, mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Anybody seen the new Discovery yet? No. No. Uh, I do like season. Michael's I new hair. Discovered it yet? I like her new hair. Her new hair is cool. Yeah, long hair. Yeah, I think I like that better. She's cool. I like her. I will watch it though because I really enjoyed season two. Oh. Um, okay, moving on now to our soundtrack grade PFWIS for perfect for what it was, <laughs> right or is. Um, is yeah, it was, it's fine. Goldsmith or, man, he doesn't he doesn't make a bad. Yeah. The soundtrack that was his job he uh never think i don't think i've ever seen the dude until he showed up at the froyo stand and then i went oh you have long hair and uh, look weird so anyway mm-hmm. <laughs> there's that guy he's cool <laughs> you're a hippie yeah just like that. <laughs> he was pretty old here even so i'm uh i don't remember when he died but he's a, he's a loss that guy was great uh twitter post this is where you guys sum up this movie in 280 characters or less I'm going to go uh, totally random today and start with Randy. Gremlins 2. Remember them from before? Wouldn't you like so much more of them? Just look at how sexy. Oh, what if we gave her some little fake boobs and put her in a wedding dress? <laughs> you like that, don't you? Why are you recoiling? What did you think was going to come? Ugh. What did you think was going to happen if you came to Ibbett's house on a Saturday night? Ah, there you there go. There you go. Ah. He did, hey, I didn't like how I Picardo, wasn't expecting it there. No, I wasn't either. Yeah. I don't like how Picardo looked at her at the end. That, that, that I didn't like, like kind of a shrug like, well, all right. Like, okay. And it wasn't until he did that that I actually looked and said, oh, she does have boobs. And they're, you know, and I'm like, gross. And I'm like. I feel weird now. <laughs> Not as weird as Robert Picardo was feeling. He felt pretty right. weird. Him own self. All right, finally. No, Brian Dunaway, you're next. His moan his moan self? Yeah, Gremlins 2, the new batch. Because of the end of civilization, the film set network now leaves the air. We hope you've enjoyed our programming, but more importantly, we hope you've enjoyed life. Oh. Oh. That's very nice. And hopefully no one takes it literally. 2020. Uh, no, there you go. 2020. <laughs> yeah. Finally, Brian Ibbett. Gremlins 2, The New Batch. A movie where they throw everything at the wall to see what sticks. No, really. Everything. Mm, true. <laughs> and it all does. It all again, it drips down the wall and lands in a little pile in front of your feet. Uh, well done, everybody. Those were great. Now this. Oh, can't wait. These are alternate titles. It was almost called Gremlins 2, The New Bitch. Because the girl Ooh, at the end saved the, the boobies. Yes. Wow. Okay. And then finally, hey, it was the 90s. We just started finding that we could say bitch on TV. So yeah. I'm just <laughs> There you go. Uh, the That's other right. title possibility was was uh, was this. What if Smurfette was a gremlin? Hmm. No. Mm. Why only one it's female? She I is, have questions. She's the gremlinette. Yeah, the yeah. gremlinette. These were definitely the Smurfs of this. That's why I was like, if this hadn't have been delayed, and they went ahead and got about this like in 85 or 86. We would have definitely had a Gremlins cartoon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had RoboCop cartoons by this yeah. point. We could have gotten there. This a is lot. just a little yeah. bit missing. We just couldn't quite land it because I think Warner Brothers was starting to look at that. Uh, mm-hmm. were, they, were they 
early on looking at the Batman series stuff? Were they kind of in that gargoyles? Was the same year, right? So they were kind of getting a little more serious. Wait, Batman's TV series or that, or was that, that was more like Tiny Toons time, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, Tiny Toons. Holy <laughs> shit. Let's never bring that up. Wait, again. what did you think about the Batman symbol? I was like, hey, you can't do that. Having a bat go out the wall with a bat symbol. And I'm like, wait, this is Warner Brothers movie. They can totally. Yeah, they that. can use the cartoons. They can use Rambo because yeah. uh, it's a Warner Brothers uh, uh, published or not published, whatever. They're the studio. Yeah. So studio yeah, thing. you can do that. A lot of a lot of stuff does that. Uh, I got an email here. Uh, email time, everybody. Filmsack at gmail.com is where these come to. And we got one here from Ian Clark who wrote in and says, hey, Filmsack crew, just listening to the episode on the car while mm-hmm. in my car, he says. Oh, uh, he says, scary. do not try this with the movie Volcano, please. Anyway, uh, he says, uh, and I thought I would help with a couple of areas of puzzlement you fellows had on this episode. Number one, the trivia about the whole movie being looped. And we've heard from a million people about this since. So I'm, I'm using Ian's email as, as the one. But trust me, I heard from you all. Uh, the movie being looped refers to ADR. Uh, I think Scott even said someone's dialogue sounded like ADR, the daughter. Uh, looping is simply another term for it, and you just don't oh, hear it much anymore. Okay. So there it yeah. is. Someone says, oh, have you looped your movie? They, that's what they mean. I got gotcha. you. Yep. That makes sense. Uh, and for those who don't know, ADR is, it's audio, what is it? Dumbassery. No. <laughs> I can't remember, but it's where you record your, your dialogue later. Audio dub remaster. Remaster, is that it? Yeah. Do it regardless. Yeah, audio do it regardless. <laughs> Anal... <laughs> Do retrieve, do redo, audio redo. do redo, automated dialogue replacement. There you go. Oh, oh it's automated though. Automated dialogue. Yes, absolutely. Your 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 person who's doing. There's a producer who's sitting at a computer and making. And it that's not really it. automatic, is it? Yeah, that's automated. That's a oh. difference between automated and automatic. Oh, that's right. Uh, uh, automatic. No, absolute diarrhea road. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, uh, the see Utah die quote was actually see Utah and die, which is a reference to the historical saying, quote, see Naples and die. As a kid in the late 70s and early 80s, I remember seeing T-shirts riffing on this phrase with things like see Boston and live. Hope that sorts oh, things see out. See nipples and die. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. See nipples and die. He did go on to say, I well, I have, remember hearing about he goes, that. well, I, I, I've heard it. I've heard the Naples one maybe once or twice in my life, but. Not near enough to make that connection, but that was apparently it. Says, well, I have you here. Let me give another plug uh, for you guys to sack Hawk the Slayer. Oh, am- did we not already do that? Oh, yeah. No, we talked about it. We had a... We had a What's our problem? We had a trailer in the uh, uh, in the, the film sack Discord of it, but that's it. Yep. We've but talked about I, it in that I way. I feel like having sacked Hudson Hawk, Lady Hawk, and Night Hawk, <laughs> we're pretty good. <laughs> you don't want any more Hawks? Come on now. I think we, I'm just saying we've seen a lot of hawks. Yeah, you're not wrong about that. He does say that um, it's worthwhile and currently free on YouTube. It has Jack Palance, 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 and the worst Remember D&D party ever. He did ever. one-handed push-ups. That yeah, was great. That was that guy. 1992 rules. There you go. He says, as the worst D&D party ever assembled, it is a glorious as it is as glorious as it is terrible. Thank you for all the hours of fun. Be safe and well, my friends, Ian Clark. Well, Ian, thank you for the corrections. Wait and- a minute. What did we see then that had the, the uh, that had Jack Palance with a, a thing on his face? Like he had a. Uh- no, you're thinking of. Um- City Slickers. No. No. What am I thinking of? Um, wait, was it Jack Palance? Are you sure? I thought it was. Yeah. He was the bad guy. He had a thing on, on his face. Yeah. Like a, like a, 
almost like a uh, not um, a fan well, of the round of guess my movie here on Film Sack. Is it was it just the we that there was so much in that trailer that that I thought we saw the damn movie? <laughs> Probably. I think that might have been it. Maybe it's it. Yeah, but I'm, that I'm is all I've seen. See. And you're right. I'm looking at the trailer right now, and he has basically half of his face covered as if he's got like a patch. Hawk Are the you Slayer. Tango and Cash. Not Definitely not thinking Tango and Cash. <laughs> Those are regular must be the... patches. Uh, yeah. I don't yeah. Know. No kidding. Yeah. Crow, Elf, Gort, Giant, Baldwin, Dwarf. <laughs> what words are you saying right <laughs> That's now? Like, these are the character <laughs> names on this game. movie. Wow. Yeah, it just I think there was so much in that trailer that I felt like we, we what, saw it. What, we actually, what movie again? It's it's what's this <laughs> We've we've forgotten a lot of movies today. That's what's right. really this. Was it Hawk the Slayer? Is that what you said? Hawk, Hawk the, Slayer. the Slayer, yeah. Oh, okay. Nineteen eighty film that looks like it was made in nineteen sixty five. Oh yes, I do remember this one. Okay. Yeah, we could add it to this list. I mean, Randy, all I'm saying is there's only three Nighthawks, Lady Hawk, and Hudson Hawk. Like you said, yeah. if we added one more, it's what's, coming threes. Yeah, what's the harm? Let's do it. I'm in. Wow, have you seen the suggestions more like this? So I don't know if you guys are getting, but I'm getting some really cool cover art on IMDb for suggested things. For what, Hawk the Slayer? Oh yeah, Hawk the Slayer. Like you got Death Stalker. Yeah. Oh, uh, you look at that. Why oh, can't Space Hunter 3D? Mm. Oh my lord. Uh, what was the Conquest. movie we saw with the? Uh, the waterfall it's like beastmaster beastmaster mm-hmm. it was right you know what i'm i'm totally mushing beastmaster and hawk the slayer together oh well, yeah. that's the moment rip torn was the bad guy right yeah 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 and he had a weird thing and, on his head too and he had a weird thing on his face that's exactly what i'm thinking of yep <laughs> <laughs> so anybody could play that part if they got a weird really? thing on their face uh, they probably they might have just taken beastmaster put you know new <laughs> footage in there and I love it. Push up, you push up. You say yep. it. It's one of the funnest <laughs> things about film sack is, is when we conflate these things. It's amazing. Yes. It's amazing. How many episodes are we in now? Four hundred and eighty-five today. Four eighty-five. Wow. And, and we we need to be forgiven for conflating a lot of these crappy. <laughs> oh movies. yeah. Like yeah. Please don't be mad oh, when yeah. we when it happens to be. I don't think, believe they can anybody with bathroom. Yeah, I don't think anybody is saying that right now. I don't no, think no. there's. Hopefully not in the voice that Brian Emmett just made. <laughs> right. <laughs> Crap. You know, my favorite thing is whenever I see a movie like this and I see it's an hour and a half long. I know that means that that was the minimum. Yeah. It's just like if go. anything less than that, it's not a feature length yeah. film, and you, it's no. not you can't get the funding. No, you're right. That's a good way of putting it. By the way, speaking of movies, Child uh, Child's Play Two is our movie next week. Now, some of you, yeah, you probably said one, but we said two, yeah, right? Yeah. We'll just say yeah. that. We'll say that we, we always, always meant said two. Child's Play Two. At no point did we ever say a regular original Child's Play. Yeah, yeah. We so never don't said go back original. and listen. That's right. So where you're going to want to be for this is Prime. Uh, it's that's where. Wait, is it on Prime? No, I'm sorry, yes. HBO Max. No, it's on HBO. Oh, HBO Max. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. So HBO Max. We're not saying that because we're not confusing it with Prime because we thought the first one was ever on Prime or, or we didn't ever. <laughs> we've never even mentioned the first movie. So Child's Play two into the grand tradition. We watch sequels before we see the originals. That's what happens here. Not always. Yep. Like today, we didn't do that, but you know, quite often we do that. So this is definitely a hard rule we always stick by, just like all the rules in Gremlins too. That's right. We never vary from our hard rules. So Child's Play two available on HBO Max and uh, our movie next week. Uh, One movie to go after that before we wrap up Sacktober. 
If you don't like dolls, don't watch this one. Mm. (laughs) Or maybe if you do, maybe if you really like dolls. Get over liking dolls. Yeah, maybe you like dolls. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to judge, but I am here to say go to filmsack.com. In the meantime, leave us your comments, your thoughts, your feelings. You can find all our stuff there if you're trying to get a hold of us. Uh, That email address is filmsack at gmail.com. We love getting your emails. Keep those coming. Filmsack on Twitter. Leave us reviews wherever you get your shows. That's going to do it for us. For me, for Brian, for Brian. And for Randy. Nudie, nudie, nudie. We'll see you next time. (laughs) This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. How about some horn? Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.